If you like skiing, bad acting, naked childhood stars all grown up, and killers wearing bright blue puffy snowsuits, then we got the movie for you. We watched Iced. We watched it so you don't have to, so you know what time it is. Welcome to Horrible Horror, the podcast where we watch the worst of the worst in horror movies. I'm your host, Mr. Marshall Hampton. Uh, Aaron could not be here today, so sitting with me today is the first lady of Horrible Horror, Miss I Want the Poo Water herself. I wanted some shit water, to, yeah. the poo water. I wanted the poo. Miss Sarah Samples herself <laughs> is in the house. I've been waiting to use that clip for a long time. Oh my God. Uh, I, it's one of my favorite things she's ever said on this show. Um, guys, just... Uh, Watch what you say. Yes. <laughs> it can always come back to get you. That's just, oh my God. Uh, but yeah, I love that clip. That's from uh, our, uh, I believe that's from 976 Evil 2. Oh yeah. Uh, so that was, that was fun. Anyway, we're here uh, for a whole nother, <laughs> we're here for a different movie. And um, given the, the, yeah. the current state of the weather here in, in St. Louis oh, and Midwest, icy. Oh. Uh, this is a very appropriate movie for it the is. winter is in full effect. So we are doing iced. Iced. Um, this this movie uh, is very very hard to find. It's actually right now only on YouTube that we found it. Somebody had posted on YouTube. So anyway, we were able to watch it. Yeah. So uh, thank you for that, whoever that was. Um, before we get into um, ice, let's. Uh, I do want to make in, uh, one more mention or shout out to uh, uh, Matt Frame and that you can now catch Camp Death Three in two D. It is uh, the release oh. date is now up. It's passed, so you can now watch that on. Uh, 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 Amazon, you can stream it on Amazon. So go check that out. It's a, a you know independent spoof horror movie. It's a lot of campy slapstick. Uh, it, it's just uh, it, it's just I don't know what you want to call it. It's just slapsticky fun. Um, that's the one you guys did the preview of, right? Yeah, we okay. did a preview episode of that because yeah. we didn't want to do a full and I can't give spoilers away or anything because yeah. it wasn't out yet. But it is out now, so uh, you guys can go check it out uh, if, if you want. <laughs> um, all right, back to ice. Probably watch it. Ice was released in 1988 or somewhere around there. I couldn't really find a release date. The only release date I could find was February of 1989. That was the West Germany release date when West Germany was still a country. Oh, <laughs> I didn't see that at yeah. all. That's... <laughs> yeah. Could you imagine this movie like, I don't know, European and German style? I don't know, just with German voiceovers. Oh, my, yeah. I, I, almost kind of, I think I would have watched that. Yeah, like, it would actually probably make it a little better, I would think. Uh, more entertaining. But yeah, that's the only thing I could find. Uh, it was written by Joseph Allen Johnson. Now, he was. this is the only movie, only thing he's ever written his entire career. Mm. Probably a oh. good thing he stopped after yeah, this. Um, however, the interesting mm. thing about this writer, Joseph Allen Johnson, is that he has eight credits as an actor to his name besides the writer. Oh. Uh, one of those being a movie we had previously done on the show, um, which also, um, you can play Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon here, but 
Sarah Samples is married to Chris Samples, and Chris Samples was on the episode that he, we did because mm-hmm. he was Neo in The Slumber Party Massacre. Oh, yeah. And he also plays Alex in this movie, in Iced. So he wrote it, and he's in acting in it as well. Uh, directed by Jeff uh, Quitney, K. Whitney. I don't yeah. know. Fuck him. And I... There's really nothing else that guy did directly that's worth mentioning. <laughs> nope. Um, there is, I take it back. There is a movie called Beyond the Door 3, a.k.a. I love this title, called A Muck Train. That's the oh. name of the movie, A Muck Train. Uh, I have oh. actually ordered two copies of this on Amazon because after we read a description of it, like, we have to do this on this oh, movie. Oh, my God. So that will be coming up in the future at some so point. So the only way it. you can get that movie is on Amazon? Is yeah, it? you have to oh. buy it. It's not even streaming, but I was like 10 bucks. I'm like... And my daughter made her way down into the studio for a third week in a row. This is awesome. Hi, Livy. She's a doing? star Hi. waiting to be born. She is. She's just uh, wants to be on the show. So, yeah, you can probably hear her saying, Hi, Daddy. Want to say, say something into the microphone? No, you're just going to poke it? Okay, she's just going to poke and play with it. All right, we're going to take a quick break while I get her taken care of, and we'll be right back. When the leaves of summer... Turn the red and gold and the football games Bring a hint of the cold time to get away We'll pack the car with escape in mind Forgetting about classes, leaving books behind Time to get away Empty cottage sitting on the shore Tore us all left about a month before And we're gonna have a good time yeah, we're gonna have a good time. We're going on now. A ball break, walking hand in hand in the moonlight. And we're back. Welcome back. <laughs> Sorry about that. Uh, <laughs> but you gotta give you guys a little treat of the old fall break jingle from that's from uh, the Mutilator movie and episode. If you uh, don't recognize it, it's a great little ridiculous piece of music that had nothing to do with the. Uh, <laughs> really made that movie really weird and offsetting, but. It's, I don't know. I don't know why I'm getting on a fall break rant. I don't know. It's weird. Because you wish it wasn't uh, the middle of winter. Yeah, maybe that's it. Just the fact that, yeah. So, anyway. um, (laughs) So, let's, anyway, the cast. The cast of Ice. We have, uh, our lead is Trina. She's played by Deborah DeLiso. She's got 17 credits to her name. Um, Most, the only thing worth knowing is that she was also Kim in The Slumber Party 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 Massacre. Massacre. Yep. Mm -hmm. So, she's there. And then, lastly, we're going to mention Jeanette, who is played by... Lisa Loring, she's got 16 credits to her name, including a movie called Blood Frenzy, which is another movie I really want to get my hands on mm-hmm. based on what it sounds like. But her claim to fame is she was the original the Wednesday Adams in the Adams Family TV show from 1964 to 1966. And then she came back to reprise her role as Wednesday Adams in the Adams Family Halloween TV movie special in 1977. Wow. So we have a child star, Wednesday, Wednesday Adams is in this all grown up. Were any of her other credits porn? Just, you would think I mean, so. I know. She spends, uh, we'll ask, say, she spent most of the movie naked. Uh, <laughs> I mean, the, she feels very comfortable with herself. Yeah. And I just wondered if that's, you know, you, was a career choice. Yeah, or, I don't know. But yeah, it's definitely a big leap. I mean, if you want to see. Spoilers. I know but. I say it later, but if you want to see Wednesday <laughs> Adams naked all grown up, this is the movie for you because hey. she's naked a, a lot, lot. <laughs> a lot in this movie. Uh, it changes things. It really changes the whole scope of this movie. It makes you. We'll talk about it later, but it made me. Oh, I'm sure we will. Yeah. All right, so that's all I'm going. Let's we're, at this point we're going to break out the 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 uh, you know windshield wipe the ice the icers and all this. We're going to de-ice this movie and cocaine. Lots of cocaine. 
<laughs> not really, not really, but uh, yeah. in the movie. Um, so yeah, the movie we open with the, we open like right away on a freeze frame. The movie pretty much opens with a freeze mm-hmm. frame of a man decked out in like full ski wear snowsuit. He from sta- the eighties. From the eighties. From the eighties. It's totally eighties. Yeah. Uh, he's on the edge of like a slope or something like that, and his arms are raised above his head, and he's holding ski poles out that jet out to the sides of him, almost like it's give the illusion of like wings, or like like the or like the original Batman movie when he. Batman lifts his arms and his cape flies out from him. It's kind of like that, just without the cape. Yeah, And by the way, it's this whole thing is backlit and there's fog behind it for some reason. There's so much fog in this movie. I don't. I've never been skiing. Like I've never been to the Alps or Aspen or this. But I don't think mountains like ski resorts are like constantly filled with. Fog all the time. It's balmy there. I mean, I guess it's balmy, but damn, there's no, so joking. much fog I, in this no, movie. There's, there's no reason for it at all. Yeah. There's not. So the title hits the screen with full 80 synthesized music <laughs> sting. It's pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, we roll the credits as the man leaps into the air, like like not like dramatic, like almost like spread eagle leap, like mm-hmm. wah, leaps into the air and he skis down the slope. Oh, and also it's nighttime, by the way, which so he's night skiing, which I can't imagine is a very safe thing to do. Um, I think they do it. I think maybe. I don't know, but I'm saying speaking done, of which, because we cut to this establishing. Nothing seems sh- safe. <laughs> no, nothing does. We cut to this establishing shot of some like of the ski area, like this resort mm-hmm. or slopes, and all these people, and we see dozens of people skiing. Like they're all over the place, in various directions, all holding like roadside flares, flares in, their hand. in their hands. So I'm like, again, like how is this safe? Like was this a thing in the '80s? Just people skiing now with road flares the in their 80s. hand? '80s. I don't know. Like I was reading up on skiing because I don't know a lot about skiing. And it really took off and became this very, like, rich European-style thing at that time. Like, Princess Diana was doing it, and so people were doing it. But, like, it wasn't as safe. Like, there were no, like, ski poles or, you know. Well, they had been ski poles, basically. But but they weren't, like, what you know today. Like, it wasn't like it was today. Oh, no, no. I mean, mean, look at poor... uh, (laughs) Was it Christopher Reeves? It was. Do you see the ski accident? And oh then, no! I thought that was a horror. I thought or that was that, a. Or that Sonny Bono's kid or something. I don't know. There was somebody who had like died in like a horrible uh, ski, ski accident. accident. Yeah, I know. And I Christopher Chris Reeves, Reeves was a horse riding accident. Horse riding. Thank you. Not Chris. Yes. Um, but somebody, yeah, I was like. <sighs> Bring it in. But I do agree. This is like the time. This was the era when like skiing became like the, like the cliche like rich thing to do. Yeah, like, it became a thing to do. I all guess of a Aspen in the United really States. kicked yeah, off. And they, yeah. Uh, so anyway. Uh, it's so, trendy. Like everything in the eighties, trendy. <laughs> yeah. uh, so we meet some of our. We just we start meeting some of our main characters. We meet Corey, the feathered hair blonde leading man, as he helps Ooh, yeah. Trina, the blonde leading lady, into her skis. Uh, and there's something like a ski pole just comes slamming down in between the two of them. <laughs> and this is where we meet Jeff, the even jump scare. Yeah, the first jump scare. We meet Jeff, the even more feathered hair, darker haired guy who is pissed <laughs> off well, that he, Corey is warming up to Trina. He's angry. Uh, because according to Jeff, she came here with him. And this becomes a whole thing throughout mm-hmm. this. So, of course, there's only one way to settle this. And that being a nighttime <laughs> ski race down the mountain. Ski race, just a friendly race. Uh, which, of course, t- Trina, being a woman in the 80s, would have no choice in the matter but to honor the results of the race, forcing her to be the property of the winner. Of course. Is basically what this boils down to. The winner gets the girl, and the girl has no say and in she that. has no say. And she looks okay with it. Yeah, I mean, like, she looks okay. pretty okay. Yeah. yeah, I mean. She's not too upset by no. this. So. <laughs> I don't know what to say about that. I'm just going to let it go. So Corey and Jeff ski off as the rest of their circle friends hoot and holler in excitement. Oh yeah. Uh, we go to the two of them atop one of those one of the slopes. Jeff like cheats and gets like an early jump. 
Corey just kind of gives him like, oh, you, uh, oh, look at you, shuck you darn, you got me. <laughs> yes. And then he just follows and skis on down the slope after Jeff. He's really not a dick or anything. I mean, not really. I not mean, really yeah. at this point, Jeff's yeah. Jeff's the one that's kind of being a jerk. Like, I agree with you. Like, Jeff has really kind of come on. I was like, yeah. Corey at this point hasn't really done any dickish things or like anything. Like, he's like, just like, hey. Yeah, he's like, hey, you know, I like drink you. Drink some let's... wine. Let's go and ski. He's, yeah, and he's not even being Bro? a dick to Jeff know. either. He's not being like an asshole to Trina. He's not yeah. being a dick to Jeff. He's just kind of, yeah, for right now. Um, so what follows now is probably the worst quote unquote downhill ski quote unquote oh. race I have ever seen in a movie. Yeah. Uh, Cause first of all, one, you know, if they keep using the same footage over and over again oh, of, the, a lot of, of the down of the downhill section. And then second, mm. they really don't have any right to call this a downhill race. Cause about 90% of this race is clearly them skiing across flat land. Yes. Um, it's cross country. Like, yeah. It's really more of a cross country biathlon type <laughs> race than anything. Um, and third, it's so fucking slow. Like there's like no uh, like imme- like urgency to these guys. It's like this must be a race, and they're just kind of like casually going across the snow. I it's- feel like that's the theme of a lot of things that happen in this movie. <laughs> like it has exciting music behind it, and it's supposed to be exciting, but you're watching it, and you're like, uh, is that exciting? Yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I think I'm supposed to feel excited. That's a great. Actually, that's, that's a really good point. It, it, it really, point. That whole movie is like this. You're 100 correct. It just sets the theme, so it's doing it right. I mean, it's the right formula. Uh, and there's also I don't know if you picked up on this. It's just fun. I thought I found funny, but there's one section in this race scene where you can clearly see the glowing red lights of like the snowmobile that the cameraman is sitting on while filming this. Cause it's all dark. It's all dark down the middle of like nowhere skiing. And then like the bottom of the screen, you keep seeing like this red flashing light, like in the snow. It's like, it's gotta be from like the snowmobile like the cameraman sitting on. Well, the first time I watched this, I watched this on just like a, like actually a pad. So okay. it was really terrible quality. Like it was hard to see. Yeah. The second time I watched it on a big TV, which was like better quality, but even so, I mean, it was not. Oh, the video quality is it awful. Was all, it's really bad. Do you think it was like recreated from VHS? Yeah, I'm thinking or, so. Like, okay. I'm, I mean, first of all, it, yeah, it's an '80s movie, mm-hmm. so it's got to be from VHS on film, yeah. not digital. And then, like I said, we're watching it on YouTube, so who knows how he who transferred knows? it? Yeah. If he just had a camera pointing at the TV screen and record, yeah, who knows? But it's. I it's, didn't see that at all, though. That's good. yeah. Um, so. <laughs> At one point, Jeff and Cody's skis get tangled together, which mm-hmm. causes Jeff to fall oh. and Corey to kind of go ahead and win the race. Uh, but again, Corey not being a dick, he like he stops and he yeah, calls back like, Jeff like, "Hey, dude, hey, you okay? Man. You you all right?" Uh, but Jeff's like, "Fuck you!" and just like yeah. throws a ski yeah. pole at Corey like it was a javelin or something. So Corey's like, "All right, whatever," and he just skis away into he the asks night. If he's all right, I don't understand this. Like, yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, and like are these guys suppo- they supposed to make out like these are all guys, like Corey and Jeff and everybody's like in a, the same circle of friends, right? But yeah, Jeff is acting like Corey's like the like you know that that asshole like that to cliche. And you see all the A ski yeah, like that asshole, asshole ski guy who's like, Haha, I'm better than everybody. Haha. He's not really though. No, I but he's not. No. So it's like why is Jeff even like I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> so we cut to the, the bar at the ski lodge, which looks like it's decorated for a child's birthday party. Oh, it's awesome. I, I mean, it's decorated with balloons and streamers, and I really, I, I kept expecting like a party clown to pop up or something. So it's New Year's? Is it? I think that like, yeah, that's, there was a sign that said Happy New Year. I missed that then. I know. Okay. Because later there's a point where they show a, like a Christmas snowman sitting on like a decoration. Yeah. Like, is it Christmas time now? Like, I don't know. So I really didn't know what time of year it was supposed to be. Um, so anyway, the group of friends are hanging out, having a good time. We see Corey and Jeff bump into each other. At this point, Jeff seems drunk and pissed off. 
And Corey's like, hey, dude, yeah. it's all right. Hey, tell you what, how about we have a rematch tomorrow or something like that? You know, like, yeah. you know, and, and Jeff's like, and he just storms away. Well, and the group keeps razzing him about, like, I guess Jeff claimed that he that he had skied the Alps. Yeah. And so the group is razzing him about that. Yeah. So it's it's even though he they're not they're it's like they're kind of razzing him, but they're not really, again, being that me. They're really not. He's um, taking it back. Yeah. <laughs> so. One of the guys in the groups who wears like the the tallest backwards baseball hat I ever saw. Like I seriously, <laughs> at first I thought it was one of like Shriner Fez hats. It's oh, so tall yeah. on top of his head. Like what the hell is he wearing? And it's backwards, it's like ba- cockeyed. Yeah, you know? kind of like oh yeah, it was great. <laughs> <laughs> I just love eighties fashion. Oh I mean, no, I do. I, I want to say right now that I appreciate that you always put me on the, these like eighties <laughs> shows. 1988, it was the year. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so anyway, eventually we see Jeff sitting at a table by himself. He's drinking and, and giving like an angry rant to himself. Like he's Is talking he to himself. by himself? I mean. Well, that's what it's made us to look yeah. like. It's made to look like he's sitting at a table by himself and just like talking to himself and ranting. Uh, but this shot is important later on. Uh, anyway, the way this, like I said, the way it's shot, you can clearly see there's nobody sitting at this table with him. I mean, yeah. you can clearly see it. Um but he's ranting and raving about the others now. Corey questions his integrity as a skier, which I'm like, is that a thing? Uh-huh. Which I guess comes back to the Alps thing, but it's like, he was just like, they're questioning my integrity as a skier. I'm like, yeah, that's what okay. he's really mad about. And he, says like, something, he says something about, they don't even know about the clinic in Switzerland. Yeah. <laughs> they don't even know. And if they knew, then they wouldn't even give me any crap about the Alps. Like, that's what he's talking about. Yeah. I, like, the clinic in Switzerland. Did he yeah. have, like, cancer? Did he have childhood leukemia? Was, or is so he a doctor he without there? borders? Is he going over know. there to go work at a clinic for prestigious rich people in the Alps? Like, he just, He's like, they have no kindness. Yeah. No kindness whatsoever. And I'm like, they were kind of kind. Yeah, I mean, they, they really, like, they're not, for they're you. not like dicks. <laughs> no, they're really not dicks at all. They're just drunk kids like they're they're supposed to be like what college i guess age? they're supposed college to be college age? maybe okay. or maybe just after college but okay yeah getting their ages is hard because i i don't want to say spoilers but this movie basically from start to finish covers a, a span of like 10 years and nobody ages a day no. <laughs> so it's hard to tell how how these people are supposed to be um so anyway, meanwhile, the guys are sitting at the table, and now they're wearing fucking party hats and blowing into noisemakers, which makes sense okay, if it's New Year's yeah. now. Because at this point, I'm like, seriously, where the fuck is the birthday clown? <laughs> I'm like, where is this? Like, what is going glad on here? there wasn't a clown. I'm glad. I didn't realize, if it is New Year's, that would make sense with the hats and noisemakers. Yeah. Otherwise, I'm like, why are these people barred? Like, like kitty <laughs> bar. What is going on here? <laughs> Jeff gets up, waves goodbye to his invisible drinking buddy, uh-huh. says, thanks for listening, and leaves. We're going to cut to Corey and Trina in their hotel room. They're arm wrestling <laughs> on the bed because, you know, that's what you guys do. Arm wrestling is the new foreplay, yeah, that's, apparently. That was I mean, in the that's 80s. what you did in the 80s. You, you arm wrestle. A little flirting. You go over the top. arm wrestling. <laughs> tough. She's tough. Um, Jeff comes storming in again, ranting on how Trina came up here with him. And she says, hey, you know, look, I came up here with nobody. I came up here by myself. Right. And Corey, who is now a little bit drunk, he's, mm-hmm. he's starting like, hey, Jeff, just relax. Let go, man. Whatever. And Jeff tries to throw another ski pole at Corey, so I guess that's his <laughs> move. A lot, of, uh, a lot of that. But javelin. he gets pinned up against the wall by Trina. Trina, yeah, Trina's the one. She like, and she not only pins him, she holds him there. She's yeah. like, got like the Whoa. forearm to the throat, like yeah. those shads, like. Ugh. I was like, damn, Trina. <laughs> Maybe she could win an arm wrestling Maybe. match. Maybe. Uh, so uh, Jeff and Corey exchange some more words. <laughs> Corey's a, a little bit of a dick at this point, but more. Yeah. But at this point, it's kind of like. 
Yeah, kind of get because like, you think he, like, you know burst in the room. He's burst in the yeah, room. He, he won't let it go. He's like, okay, now I'm getting annoyed. All right, yeah. he's like, dude, get over it. Like, let's move on. And uh, he is trying to get on Trina. I mean, come on, oh, you don't Corey's arm wrestle on the on, on the end bed. of your bed yeah. in a hotel room if you ain't looking for something. That is pff, that is true. It's preacher girl. <laughs> uh, so anyway, Jeff storms out in a huff, yeah. uh, and then when Corey and Trina just kind of laugh at the mm-hmm. whole situation as he leaves. Back in his room, Jeff downs some more booze, throws the glass against the wall in anger. Oh, he's angry now. And in his anger, he starts gearing up in all of his ski gear in anger, which is kind <laughs> of a so weird funny. thing to watch. It's like how, like trying to film something like in in an angry pouty hall, like put on all these ski clothes. Yeah, I'm it's gonna put humorous. on these snow pants. <laughs> I gotta put this on, and I gotta have put ever, this on. Have you ever put on snow pants? I mean, yeah. <laughs> it's an hilarious. It's not act. like you're just like throwing on like quickly throwing boot, boots in a cold storm no. I was like no it takes time uh, uh. <laughs> so uh, he leaves his room into how he bumps into one of his guys from his group mm-hmm. and Jeff just jacks this guy's skis and leaves despite the warning from the other guy saying that hey it's late out there and it's about to snow you shouldn't go skiing now and, yeah he's like come to my room man and have a drink yeah. he's like don't go out there again being pretty nice yeah pretty pretty <laughs> nice about it all um so Jeff, then we see Jeff climb to the top of like a slope. Oh, while the fake Prince music starts ramping up. Oh, is that uh, yeah. <laughs> As we see Corey and Trina making out on the bed, which Ooh. pretty much instantly turns into them banging. Like they they kiss for like two seconds, and it's just straight to banging. Oh. <laughs> and it is. Uh, there were some points where I wasn't sure whose ass I was looking. Thank at. you. I was the same <laughs> I was way. Like, like, like is that, is that her ass, ass or his ass? I'm not I mean, sure. I liked it no matter what. <laughs> But I was like, is that they, everybody was a very smooth and and shaped? Yes, very and both of them were. I'm like, I had the same problem. Like, is that the guy or the girl's ass? I don't know. But, but I don't think about this movie. If you like bare butts, you're you're gonna love this movie. This there is, are there so, so many, many asses in this movie. <laughs> so, and at one point, it's like the worst sex because it's like if you like a guy, like, I guess rubbing his junk on your hip, then you're in. Oh. That, then that's gonna do it for you because that's basically what he's doing. This is the beginning of the softcore porn. <laughs> yeah. I mean, really, that is. This like you movie. can clearly tell there is no like there's no possible way that you're actually having sex. He's just rubbing his junk on her hip, mm-hmm. but They're just uh, rolling around. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, Jeff reaches this top of slope as the music <laughs> heightens. It, it, it's which is also accompanied by the tr- sounds of Trina getting plowed. Oh, yeah. So there's music and then her going, But it's total dub over. It's dub over. It's, it's so total bad. dub. Yeah, it's awful. Just like a porn. I'm uh, saying. <laughs> Jeff stands there for a moment to build suspense, and then he leaps off the edge of a slope like a uh. crazy. He just jumps off the edge. And Jeff anger skis down the slope as we keep getting back and forth between Jeff skiing and Corey and Trina fucking. Yep. And Jeff comes to like this small mm. snow embankment slash ramp almost. It's like, you know, like a natural ramp in the snow. He skis off it and then instantly just <laughs> loses all like bodily control. Oh. Just loses all control. He lands chest first on a pair of semi-large rocks. Kind of a rock. Kind yeah, of a I mean, rock. It's like it's, a boulder. He just goes, Ugh. I hesitate to use a boulder because a boulder, I think like big boulder. This is, it's just a large. Tiny boulder. Tiny boulder, <laughs> semi-large rock. He lands on chest first and he just kind of rolls over onto his back and he dies. I mean. Like, I, what? <laughs> I think he would break some bones. Thank you. That's my point. Like, I uh, mean, I guess if he, I don't know. I guess if he hit himself in the sternum, right? Right. Even that, like, oh, no. my it, point is like, just, I, there's no fucking way this should kill anybody. Because bruise some ribs, yeah, maybe even break a rib or two, sure, maybe. But I don't think there's any way that this would kill 
anybody. Mm, no. Um, also, keep in mind that he's got layers of padding on him, chest because he's got he's wearing a <laughs> shirt underneath a heavy sweater, underneath a thick, puffy snow coat. He is layered, Plus, like, and he only suit. falls like maybe three feet. Yeah, like, it doesn't. It, like, there's no way like this guy would be dead from this, but he just rolls over and dies. Yeah, it's not a cliff. I mean, it's not a cliff jump or anything like that. This is no. The table we're <laughs> sitting at hangers. is higher than the ramp he goes off of. <laughs> <laughs> Duck and roll, man. What I, happened? Yeah. He was drunk. He made bad yeah, choices. I, yeah, the drunk. Don't drink and ski. Folks. Yeah, that's the main message from this movie is don't drink and ski. <laughs> uh, so now we jump four years down the road. Oh, and it's later. like instant. Like all of a sudden, cue the first crazy daytime nature shot. It's yes. just like a beautiful mountain nature shop. Oh, like this yeah. like yoga music is behind it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Corey Shot and Trina are now They're married now And they're driving up To a special sneak peek opening Of the new Super generic ski lodge Named Snow Peak Really You could spend so a little posh. Like a little 15 more seconds Coming up with a better name For a skull resort Than Snow Peak Nope, nope. <laughs> Jesus But it was Christ. the 80s You know So they, they It was the beginning Speaking of 80s <laughs> did you, Their last name Is MacGyver Which yes. I fucking <laughs> loved it because not since the 80s has ever used the name MacGyver anymore. She's like, oh, I just love the sound of that. I still love the sound of that. Oh, newlyweds. Oh, four years later. Yeah. Four, four years, years later. Newlyweds. Yeah, they're they're ma- so mature MacGyver. now. They're so mature now. Everything changed. Uh, it turns out in the car with them in the backseat is Jeanette. Is she in the car with them? <laughs> uh, I mean, continue, but... The editing editing would make it be like she could be in a completely different car just talking to somebody. Huge part, yeah. She did a great job. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So now we get a bunch of background exposition Mm -hmm. dumping here, which fuck it. Uh, We learned that everyone and their old friends, they got and all the old friends we saw originally, they all got the same letter inviting up there for the sneak peek weekend for the sales pitch on how to get their own luxury cabin, basically Mm -hmm. a timeshare thing, or who knows. Uh, but they're all. That's why they're all meeting up there. Uh, now we cut to who I think is supposed to be one of the guys in the friend circle, driving down some snowy road, smoking and listening to some <laughs> shitty generic rock song about baseball, yeah, which is know, really weird. You know, it's you know, it's the guy. It's the guy with the mustache. It's the guy with the mustache. Yeah, he's, still, he's the only you know fine stash. Which you have to have a guy with a stash <laughs> in represent the, yeah, in this in the time period. Yeah, yeah. Of course. Um, I, just, I I laughed at the song though. It's like <laughs> baseball, baseball. It was kind. It sounded like again, like a fake, like Back to the music from Back to the Future, or like yeah, I get like Power of Love, like Eddie Money or Huey Lewis in the News. Yeah, doing a song about baseball, but it was about baseball. That's actually yeah, that Huey Lewis News, Eddie Money. That's a yeah, that's kind of that's pretty much what it sounded like. Um, and then for absolutely no reason whatsoever, he just decides to crash his car into a yeah, snowbank. There's no reason for there's that. No, he's driving, middle of the road, everything's oh, fine, oh. everything, and all of a sudden, boom, he's in a snowbank. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> and then he's really pissed. Well, he's yeah, because really he drove into a snowbank. <laughs> car. Um, so, of course, his car is stuck. Uh, the guy gets out of the car, sees a giant bulldozer rambling down the road towards him. Um, he flags down the bulldozer, like, hey, you know, help me get out of the car, you know, get, get, mm-hmm. get my car unstuck. And now we switch to snow goggle vision. Our first snow goggle vision. Which looks more like a, like we're looking out from like a shark's shark mouth, mouth that just yeah. got done eating an entire bag of Cheetos. Yeah. Because uh, it's, it's like orange and jagged. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the weirdest like decision. <laughs> like why would it be all jagged? Either just make it orange or 
or clear. Not, not, I mean, uh, is that supposed to give you the sense that it's bro- like broken and everybody's scary? And- I don't know. I don't know, like, I don't know what they're going for, for with this. Like, Just, it's the weirdest uh, thing. I don't get it. Um, so we see the man driving the bulldozer is wearing a puffy, bright blue ski coat, mm-hmm. just like Jeff was see- last seen like wearing. Jeff. Yeah. Much like Jeff. Uh, the other guy tries to run, but instantly slips and falls down to the ground. It's so slippery out there. Obviously, his car slipped off the road just yeah. by, with no nothing, no reason. <laughs> just so slipped. he just couldn't get up. He was down. He was down. Um, so, <laughs> it, but he, try, he tries to scramble to his feet, but like I said, it's so slippery. Like, seriously, it's so slippery and icy right now that it's just impossible uh, for him to get up. And the bulldozer slowly, and I mean slowly, slowly. Ro- rolls towards <laughs> him. I mean, it's almost like this thing is moving so impossibly. So, like, it's like, is it even moving in the first place? And, like, you would sort of, like, you could sit in your car, turn it on, and leave it, let it idle and put it into drive and just let it roll forward. And it would be moving <laughs> faster, than, faster this, yeah. than this bulldozer. That had to be a really painful death. I mean, yeah. You know, um, so, basically, the bulldozer runs the guy over, killing him. Uh, even though what it seems like he has an eternity to move out of the way, but just doesn't. Just roll, man. You gotta roll just roll to your side. Bank. Yeah. He wasn't smart. No. He was also wearing like a spring jacket, so he obviously <laughs> did not know how to maneuver. Yeah, it's probably, like probably like a members only jacket or something like that. <laughs> um, but we don't see. We don't really get to see much. All we see no. is like. Uh, we hear the man screaming, and we see blood in the snow as or the wheels drive. Kool-Aid smear. Kool-Aid smear. <laughs> this poor Kool-Aid in the snow. And then something that looks like a wet hefty bag just kind of laying yeah. in the snow. Like, I don't know what that was supposed to be. <laughs> I think it was the jacket. <laughs> uh, maybe. But, but then where is he? Like, like the jacket's a, there, there's blood there, but his body is just gone. He's a Kool-Aid smear. He's just going <laughs> to... He got he ground was Ground up so sl- much, he was turned to... He was liquefied on the spot, apparently. <laughs> So, <laughs> uh, so anyway, poor guy. Poor guy. Okay. Yeah, and poor guy. Like, like I said, like we never even know this guy's name. Not that it fucking matters or anything. I think that's Eddie. Like, okay, we're gonna come back to Eddie. I, I'm not sure if this is Eddie or not, but he's gonna come but I back think later. It is. Okay, well, I think we're. I think it is and, Eddie because okay. he's the stash guy from before, and she's the chick with the white headband from yeah before so were they in that opening scene were they like uh, hanging out because i missed yeah, that i didn't know they if were they the were two yeah they were two of the people that were hanging out. i know they were there but i just didn't know if they they make it sound like they're a couple or something and it didn't seem like grand there's not yeah, a whole lot of time spent. they don't when I you see so. them they don't seem like a couple they just, i think it's that either okay. way the stash doesn't last long no it doesn't stash doesn't last <laughs> i like it um <laughs> So now we go to Corey, Trina, and Jeanette. They arrive at the cabin, which they act as like a mansion in the oh Swiss, Swiss Alps or something. They're like, oh, my God. It's so big and beautiful. Oh, oh look at this couch. It's oh, so like, luxurious. Oh, my God. It's oh, a please. couch. It's the, yeah. Um, <laughs> From JCPenney. But thinking about the couch, it's the 80s and all, but it's some of the ugliest furniture I've ever seen. It's very in, rustic. In a very long time. It's very rustic. And did, did you notice I also found it really weird that this tiny 80s TV is like put – behind the couch facing the door yeah so like there's like no way anybody's to, for, to watch this tv unless you like sit on the floor against the front door it's like they just shoved a bunch of weird furniture into this yeah it's like there's purpose. no logic to anything yeah, no. in this like why was the tv behind no. the sofa <laughs> so jeanette goes upstairs to check out the bedrooms and gets ambushed by carl who is yeah. hiding in the closet oh carl and Car- carl and carl man he, he grabs her plants a big old kiss on her uh. Uh, and by the way, Carl's rocking like this sweet little rat tail. Oh, like it's it's awesome. <laughs> it's typical of creepy oh, yeah, rapey guy. Yeah, he's. 
Uh, time passes. They sit around talking. Jeanette eats a carrot like she's sucking a dick. Oh, that is awesome. They're <laughs> sitting around, and she's just like has this huge carrot. Giant she's carrot. Like shoving it in and out of her mouth. She's like drinking wine. Like she's drinking a glass of wine. Giving fellatio to a carrot, yeah, basically. Yeah, big old carrot. <laughs> she's having problems. She's not doing well. So Corey and Carl decide to go skiing while Jeanette and Trina stay back mm-hmm. and start cooking dinner. Um... Jeanette talks about her boyfriend, not boyfriend Eddie, while Trina stands there lifting weights. Right. Like uh-huh. she's, she's in the kitchen. In the kitchen, she's lifting weights, wearing a rockabilly shirt, rockadiles. I'm sorry, rockadiles. That's like a trend for her. That's like her place. Like I, I guess she can't be idle. I don't know. She, I don't know why I don't they're know trying to like pass her off as this like strong person i don't what yeah, are, I, I don't know either what's way, going on she's there. lifting weights but while. she does this multiple times throughout the movie yeah, she's saying yeah. the background people are on and she's like lifting weights or doing calisthenics doing push-ups or, and the, she, yeah it's it's, all sorts of weird shit <laughs> stretching. uh they get a call from alex Bourne, who is the real estate guy who invited them all mm. up here for the weekend uh they set up a time for later later that night for him to come over meet everyone and like get going to like his introductory sales pitch or whatever mm-hmm. now apparently just hearing the sound of alex's oh. voice Gets Jeanette all wet and horny because she's like all about Alex now. And like, even so, like, oh, I hope Eddie doesn't show up now. Like, he could, he could be anybody. Yeah. She's like, just by the sound of his voice, yeah. he just sounds like he is so sexy. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She I mean, is, she's, she's ready is, to give it to a carrot. Yeah. So. <laughs> she's, she's definitely like, she is rearing she's up. She's having a hard time. Yeah. She's, uh, she's must fall on some hard times or something. Mm-hmm. Um, now we skip to, I think, John and Diane is their names. Driving up to the cabin, oh, yeah. uh, they're talking about what I don't fucking care, I don't nor do I care. It doesn't I, matter. They're just pretentious doctor. Yeah, assholes. he's he's a like, he's a pediatrician, like some supposed to be like some big shot pediatrician kids <laughs> doctor, and she's like fucking who knows what she is. Probably uh, just like, I, I don't know. It doesn't matter. Uh, she works in some kind of a hospital or something because she has. A, she talks about giving a guy a catheter and a Oh yeah, I think she's a nurse. On. I yeah. think she's a nurse then. Yeah. They met right. in the hospital. I don't No, they didn't I they don't didn't know. Meet, but they worked together. It doesn't somewhere. matter. Yeah. Uh, we cut <laughs> to terrible. Carl and Corey skiing and whooping it up. And then they end up sharing a very homoerotic broke back oh, mountain like yeah. moment. Skiing bros. Skiing bros because they take a break from skiing and Carl just kinda drops down to the ground and lays in the snow in- on his back. Yeah. And then Corey decides, you know what? He drops to the ground as well. Only Corey decides to lay his head in or on Carl's on lap. His lap. On yeah. his lap. And they lay there like this for the rest of the scene, just talking <laughs> and sharing, talking about the good old days and memories. And it's really fucking odd. And I mean, they're practically <laughs> cuddling up in the snow. Like, what? They, like, take a drink out of the flask, and they pass it back and forth. Yeah. And I don't... Carl's also really, really high. Like, Carl, throughout this movie, you can tell before he even starts doing drugs that he's, like, really, really effed up from the very <laughs> moment you meet him. So I, this just made this bonding moment even It's such weirder. a weird I, scene. Like, I've never quite seen anything quite like this well they start talking about jeff right right okay and then the, yeah which it kind of breaks up the the, the lovey dovey cuddly moment mm-hmm. but it's just so weird like it would make if it was a guy and a girl totally makes sense like you know if they're kind of like you know flirting or whatever but i've never seen two guys like just cuddle up like this in the snow not like i'm mean, not like not oh anything wrong with can't that be gay, just, blah, blah. it's just such an odd this is thing. just weird it's just so weird for this mo- yeah. moment in this movie <laughs> yeah totally weird um <laughs> 
eventually they, bros. Yeah, um, they lock they talk about the last time they were all together which was the whole Jeff yeah. weekend four years ago uh, Corey says something like I always thought Jeff had some screw loose but I never thought he was suicidal so I'm like mm-hmm. is that what they're labeling his death a suicide now I mean you would think if anything they would have been labeled like a drunken ski accident mm-hmm. I mean who kills himself by jumping off a small snow ramp and intentionally <laughs> landing on some rocks um, again, this is I was ang- suicidal, so I went and found the biggest rock <laughs> and jumped on it. Uh, and it just angers me about how stupid this whole death scene that like Jeff died this way from the beginning. Anyway, it just is like so dumb. Uh, anyway, they go back to skiing and they ski away, and we get more Cheeto Jaws version vision <laughs> shot number two. Yeah, yeah. As, and then we see a puffy blue man watching them from a distance. Uh, we cut to the office of Alex Bourne. Oh, this uh, is the dumbest scene ever. I don't really know what is. we get from this at all. I, I agree with you 100%. Uh, Alex is working at his desk and then suddenly, and then for no reason, goes into like a trance and has a flashback to Jeff's death and of him discovering Jeff's body about two seconds after Jeff went over the jump. Which we Wh- assume that, but when I watched it the first time, I didn't get that at all. I was like, why is this guy thinking about this? I don't... I, I Yeah, it's... Th- Every everywhere that they tried to go with this movie, I did not catch it. It, it was like so weird and subtle that it didn't. A didn't. It, it didn't. No, it didn't, so it didn't like, make sense. Like, if he's there, like you, seriously, like you see Jeff go off to left, and then like, literally two seconds, Alex shows up behind him. So you're telling me, but Alex never once is shown trying to help Jeff. Do like he doesn't try to resuscitate him or help him or even look. He just kind of stands there, looks at him. He's like, all right, whatever. Yes, he's dead. Uh, he anyway. Alex talks to his secretary for a bit about some meaningless bullshit. Fuck and it, it's terrible. It's, it's terrible. Like college video acting. It really know. is. The, the secretary is so bad. She's just rambling off her lines like she's like with no inflection. She's like, I got a hot date. I got a hot date. How you doing, Mister uh, Mister Booney? Everything okay? Okay, thank you. Great. How you doing? Anything tonight? Oh, okay. No. Okay. Well, I'll see you tomorrow. Okay, bye. And that's basically how she. <laughs> it's like the worst. That's the scene. That's basically that's the, scene. the scene. So we cut back to the cabin. John and Diane have arrived. They are greeted by Trina and Jeanette. Mm-hmm who has now gone back to thinking about Eddie and worrying that he might not show up. And this is where I said at this point, maybe I started thinking maybe Eddie's the guy. With the mustache. Yeah, yeah, because we never do learn the guy's name. Not Mm -mm. that it fucking matters, but... It doesn't matter! We we never did learn his name. So, whatever. Uh, John and Diane enter a bedroom. They chat. She leaves. So, John uh, John starts to unpack everything. Did you catch, though, at first, like, when... uh... They were all they were all just standing there in the doorway, and he's trying to like push past them <laughs> and put the luggage down, and they're just standing in the doorway talking like, "If you need anything, I'm here for you, and we care about each other, and blah blah blah." And he's just like, Ugh, like pushing past them with all their luggage. There. I missed that part, but that's kind of funny. Um, uh, so anyway, yeah. So John's unpacking. He opens up a dresser drawer and finds a small newspaper clipping with the headline reading. Harvard student dies in ski accident. So they get a worse so, college. Yeah. Um, and now, again, now they're saying it's a ski accident, not a suicide. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, get your shit straight, movie. Like, Corey, Corey would know if it was a suicide or not, or if it was an accident. I mean, he they would have known that they've been following. They obviously talk about this throughout the whole movie. So they would have known how the death would have been recorded. recorded. Or like, they not. Why would he say suicide if it's, oh, it was a drunken ski accident? He went out drunk. Because they would have done auto, they would have found alcohol in his blood anyway because he was drinking. Exactly. So it's like nothing makes sense. It's it just dumb. There's not a lot of continuity. There going is none. On. Nah. Uh, <laughs> uh, John pockets the, the, the clipping for for mm-hmm. later on. 
outside we get more snow goggle vision as mm-hmm. puffy blue man watches the group exit the house to meet up with Corey and carl outside they all have a heartfelt reunion moment and they go right back inside of the cabin yeah is it night all of a sudden yeah, th- thank you because this, it's worth mentioning <laughs> like, that when what they time does it become they the group leaves the cabin to go outside right. to meet carl and jeff it's clearly it's mid-afternoon yeah. daylight but when they and they're out there for, that scene takes two minutes certainly less than five minutes yeah, probably two minutes long. they're outside maybe two minutes but when they go back into the cabin, the cabin itself is like nearly pitch black and it's now nighttime outside. You can see through the doors and the windows. It is dark. And weren't they making dinner? I mean, yeah. That was the whole point. They were like, you guys just relax while we make dinner. Exactly. So they've been making dinner for like making for dinner? six hours. <laughs> like, are they like I making a whole thir- a Thanksgiving turkey or I something? I don't know. Yeah, maybe they had to put it in the oven and wait. Because they not only did they started dinner, but throughout the like next half hour of this movie, they're still they're cooking, still cooking things. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, <laughs> Carl goes to unpack upstairs. He pulls out his shaving bag. Which he dumps onto the bed and just filled with like various pill bottles oh, drugs. and drugs, yep. along with a six-round revolver that he comes out of this mm-hmm. bag as well. So. Well, and he makes a comment earlier when they all meet up. He says something about like I've been working in pharmaceuticals yeah. and uh, ma- mainly cocaine, and then Percocets. <laughs> <laughs> and he's all scratching himself. Yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> uh, not doing back that. in the kitchen, ladies are continuing to prepare dinner and chat away. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, in the bathroom, a now wet and naked Carl is snorting lines of cocaine off the vanity. Did he just get out of the shower? Is he just sweaty? <laughs> yeah, like, I don't know. But he's just wet and naked in the bathroom, snort coke. And again, here's more bare ass for the ladies. I mean, I didn't hate dudes, it. I mean, I didn't hate it. I'm not saying. Because it's just straight up ass. Yeah, there's in the a lot scene. of ass. Uh, Carl here is thumping coming from upstairs. So he goes up mm-hmm. to investigate. Still naked, by the way. Which is kind of a weird... I, every time they go up these stairs, because you see them do this a couple times, yeah. it's a weird transition. You kind of lose sight of where you are in this In the house. Yeah, house. The, the layout of this cabin is very confusing. Yeah. It, they don't do a good job of like really kind of showing you how this place is laid out or what's connected to what. Uh, anyway, so he, he, he enters his bedroom slash loft area where and he finds himself laying in oh. his bed. He pulls back the sheets to see his dead body covered in blood. He then snaps awake, still naked in bed. So apparently it was a drug dream or something. <laughs> uh, John pops up, tells him dinner's almost ready to come on down and join them. So what? Like, what was the point of that scene? Like, it makes zero sense in the, in the rest of this movie. He was having a premonition about... But is it, it just a reason to show, like, something bloody that they could have done? Because I guess, but that's, why, honestly, that's kind of like suck. the bloodiest... <laughs> That's probably the most amount of blood we've seen the rest of this movie. Is just him dead in a bed with blood all over him. That's not fun. It's not fun, but it's like <laughs> one, he doesn't die that way, so it's no. not a premonition. Why like they don't need it to show that he's doing drugs. They could have just showed him naked in the bathroom doing drugs and then we John knocked on and say, Hey, yeah. dinner's ready, come on out of the bathroom. Like, okay. okay. Like, like this whole thing is makes zero sense. Mm-hmm. And it's just a, a confusing filler. Filler. Yeah. It, it's there's no <laughs> point to it whatsoever. There's a few scenes like this. <laughs> just... Um but anyway, but first John and Carl have a little talk about the newspaper clipping. Oh yeah. Because apparently Carl's all supposed to be like the big 
prankster jokester guy of the group too. He really is the black sheep. Poor yeah. Carl. I mean, you know, he's kind of rapey. And, uh, <laughs> yes, he is. He grabs all over the women, and he really likes drugs. He's pretty intense. Yeah. Uh, uh, Carl denies knowing anything about the rap. newspaper clipping, and things get a little more tense when John finds Carl's gun, but nothing uh-huh. comes of it. And again, this whole like we said this whole scene turns into a meaningless waste because nothing ever comes from it. Nothing matters. Nope. Uh, John leaves. Carl puts the gun back and then does some more blow off a large standing <laughs> mirror, which I love this because it's like one of these mirrors. It's like a self stand. It's got like two legs on uh-huh. the side and, and you can tilt it yep. around. And so he just like tilts it to a complete horizontal position and just snorts a bunch of coke off of it before he goes it. down yep. to dinner. So he's resourceful. <laughs> um, uh, we're skipping ahead to the dinner scene. The whole group sits down for dinner, more talking, chatting, joking, laughing at stupid old stories. Uh, Trini tells a story about not having any tits and stuffing her bra on a rainy day to drive in, which, okay, uh, yeah, it doesn't more really, filler. Yeah, more know. filler. It's like it just doesn't really need to be there. And then again, like she tells this whole story, and then uh, Carl is like says something else pervy to her, yeah. and then she's like, "Stop looking at my tits," or "Stop looking at my chest." Yeah, and then it gets all tense again. Yeah, like and, and the story again. There's no, what. Normally in good movies, something that in that story would pertain to something that Trina is going to do or something that's going to happen later in the movie. Exactly. But not with this. It's just more wasted filler or mm-hmm. like there's no point to it. Um, so the next day, the slopes are alive with skiers. There's skiers everywhere. We go to Carl taking a bath while having a fantasy about fucking Jeanette in the bathtub. Mm. Uh, again, which is, is it, it Carl or is it um, Alex? It's Carl. Lauren. Alex hasn't met them yet. I know, but I thought it was I thought it was him because then he keeps flashing back to this scene like later. I'm pretty sure it was Carl this because is... Carl ambushes her out of the closet and makes out with her. Ugh. And then there's something between them later that happens. So I think Carl just has like a secret love for Jeanette. I think it's just Carl having like another sex dream in the bathtub. I guess that makes it less porn like. Because at this point, when he starts having these like this like very vivid <laughs> fantasy about her i was like why did marshall ask me to do a porn (laughs) because when i thought it was alex i was like this makes no sense in the story right now unless it was a porn because that's how those go i okay the thing is i had when i asked you to do this movie i hadn't watched it yet i just i just heard about it like i knew i wanted to do it but i hadn't seen it yet it's still great i mean it was hot i'm not gonna say um but but anyway like so if you ever want to see wednesday adams naked this is your first chance to do it it's not not bad bad. it's not bad scene no so she's it doesn't make any sense and of course carl gets out tub we get more bare ass mm -hmm. shots for the ladies we jump hey. to Alex in his room arguing with his dad about the job he's doing at the resort. Because uh, I guess dad owns it and Alex is like trying to run it or, you know, he's got daddy complex issues. Did you catch the snow globe in that? No, I don't think so. When he's sitting there on the side of the bed talking to his dad, he like slams down a snow globe. Mm-hmm. And the snow globe was also in the bar. Oh. In the bar scene. I totally missed that. It okay. Was their, it was their reach at continuity. <laughs> <laughs> this together um meanwhile we see Jeanette getting all sexy she's wearing black lingerie putting on makeup doing up her hair which I didn't think could get any bigger than it already was but boy was I wrong because it is teased and it is done up like super like 80s to the max it's huge okay I don't want to bust anybody out but my aunt one of my aunts used to have hair like this (laughs) and I'm pretty sure it was like that hot roller action where oh yeah her hair is huge however this scene 
Doesn't matter. Doesn't. I don't understand why it's, it's in just there. her. It, it shows. It's like she's getting all dialed up and sexy for like a date, but she she's not. She doesn't ever goes on a date. Like who? What's she getting ready for? It's just her in the mirror in her lingerie, yeah. smoking a cigarette, drinking some wine. She like kind of touches up her makeup. Yeah, and that's it's it's it. that's it. It's and it's then yeah. She, yeah. And then more time passes. So Jeanette now opens the door to the cabin. <laughs> Standing there is Alex Bourne. Um, this door opening scene is fucking ridiculous to me because <laughs> they <laughs> the make dialogue. it look like it's well the dialogue's awful yeah, but the whole visual of it looks like something from like an eighties like a cheap eighties music video or like a fantasy <laughs> dream because when Jeanette opens the door the camera cuts do, to do, Alex's do, feet do, do, and like do, does do. a slow pan up his body. As more mist or fog or smoke swirls around Rolls him in, in the background in slow motion, the camera then focuses focuses on his Alex's face, and he tries to like sexily introduce himself. He's like, "Hi, I'm Alex Bourne." He's a dreamboat. <laughs> I mean, it's what like, can you say? That hair. That? He's got very MacGyver hair. It's kind of like that half mullet. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's not feather, quite a it's mullet. It's kind of feathered yeah. back. Not quite a mullet, he but... He takes care of his body, you can tell. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so... She says something like, come on in, you must be frozen stiff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, porn! <laughs> it is! It totally is! Like, Jesus. So yeah, she invites him in, and we cut to Alex and the group sitting around like the living room area, like, ready for Alex mm. to give them like his sales pitch, or, you know, give him his spiel about the resort and all this. Uh, Alex tells him, "Hey, you know what, guys? Just relax. It's just a, this is just a social call. No business right now. I'm yeah. just here to say hi, whatever." That's what they want. They always say that. Um, <laughs> which is also weird because earlier in the movie, when he they were on the phone, when Jeanette got all hot for him over the phone, they said, "Oh yeah, come on by tonight." You know, at uh-huh. like eight, eight o'clock night. But then we clearly see a, a whole night day passes. Like it, it's the next day. Well, we don't know. It's really the, what makes us think that is because they show that in between all oh, in the fact, actual they show scenes, people skiing in the yeah, middle of the day. They show these like weird nature scenes. So it's like all of a sudden, like a daytime scene of a mountain, a daytime scene of icicles. Yeah. But before a daytime that, like, scene it was skiing. clearly nighttime yeah. when they were mm-hmm. on the phone. Now mm-hmm. it's daytime. People skiing. I think and- it was a bad edit. Cause he says, <laughs> I'm going to come over at eight 30. And they eat dinner, and then he comes over. Like, it all seems to be the same time. If it's supposed to be the right. same day, because, damn, oh, these that bad. editing is, like, the, <laughs> the worst ever. Because it, it clearly makes you think, like, a whole day has passed now. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> so, uh, anyway, Trina gets up, goes to the kitchen to make some coffee for Alex. However, she makes she, as she makes the coffee, she somehow doesn't see the giant bloody knife that's laying on top of like this white cream pie that's sitting on the counter right next to the fucking coffee machine in front of her. Like, which makes zero sense, by the way, because no one has been killed with a knife yet, but there's this bloody knife just sitting on top of a pie. Okay, I don't think it was blood. I think the first time I watched it, I was like, oh, that, that had that reaction. Then the next time I watched it, I don't think it was that at all. I think it was a cherry pie because later we see the cherry pie being eaten. Yeah, later. I think it was. I think it was just a weird dramatic shot of the pie and the <laughs> knife to establish something that happens later, so that we see it on the counter. Because I wrote down deadly pie. <laughs> no, we're just gonna eat the pie. 
Because then in like the next scene, they're all eating pie. Yeah. So but, I okay. I think it was I think it was just okay, again, that's a weird choice because like when you see the pie executed cheesy thing. But when you see the knife on the pie, the pie's not even cut. It's just a uh-huh. pie but now if that's supposed to be cherry pie that means the knife the, the pie should be cut and it's uh-huh. not uh-huh. nothing makes sense nope <laughs> <laughs> this is horrible nothing makes sense no, it's so lukewarm too it's like, it's like if they just would have just thought about it a little bit more yeah it's like they, they, they just spent 15 it. more seconds seeking these things out guys <laughs> it's a wow uh, anyway, and they're the, all enjoying pie, talking about Mark Twain and like things. Like yeah, which, but thank you for bringing that because the, the, I wrote the boring conversation drags on, and the only thing that was of any interest to me was the fact that they connected this movie with Hannibal, Missouri, Hannibal, Missouri. which is like three hours north of yep. St. Louis from where yep. we're at. And the only reason that was interesting to me is because I went to college up in that area, oh. so I I drove through Hannibal all the time, going back and forth between home and school. So like I got to know there very well. I'm like, oh, Hannibal, Missouri, huh? I've never heard that's a there you go other than that the, the rest of this conversation thing. is boring as fuck and <laughs> mm-hmm. won't and other than me it won't matter to shit to anybody else who yeah. doesn't care about Hannibal unless you I unless guess you live in, in Hannibal, Hannibal Missouri yeah, yeah. Um, shout out so eventually <laughs> Alex tells him that it's getting late and he should leave so he can get up so he so they oh, can get yeah. up in the morning and hit the slopes hit right the early hit the slopes I'm sure you want to get up early and hit the slopes Jeanette stops him and says hey why don't you stay at least till you know it's done snowing outside and Alex says it's supposed to snow all night and just like, I know. I know. I know. <laughs> and then she goes to get him a drink of brandy. Yeah, uh, wouldn't you like a, a drink of brandy? I mean, she is To being, warm you up. Yeah, she is being, she is desperate. She, <laughs> There's no soda here. She's just like throwing, like, just like Jeff yeah, jumping uh, off that ramp. She's throwing herself. Throwing herself down on the rock. Yeah, throw on the rock that's on the Alex. Rock. On the Alex rock. Uh, <laughs> So the ladies all bring the men a glass of brandy. This the women in this movie are so stale. Like it's like eighties, but it's also like almost like like Mad Men area. Like the ladies are doing the cooking. The ladies bring the men the drinks. The ladies do. Apparently the ladies are one in ski races. It's well, just... I mean, okay, I don't want to go too deep in this, but think about a lot of eighties movies. They're super misogynistic like that, and it's yeah. always like this like ladies role. I don't know. <laughs> and then and in horror movies especially, you see a lot of that because I don't know. Women take on this like not damsel, but. I don't know, distress thing. But then you get a lot of women that are getting like stronger in movies. But they get, that's the thing, they get stronger because like in mm-hmm. horror movies, a lot of times, you know, it's always the final girl. She overcomes right. the villain. She, she overpowers. She, she So wins. in this movie, Trina, obviously, you know, still like gets things for her man. But yeah. she's strong enough to pump some iron in the kitchen. Yeah. She ain't cooking no meals. She's just pumping iron. She's pumping iron in the kitchen. <laughs> she's like cooking, yeah. <laughs> um, so Alex gives a small toast. They all drink. Mm. Time passes. We cut to Alex and Jeanette alone on like a rug on the floor uh-huh. in front of the crackling fireplace. They talk. <laughs> he they says, cozy. you are very direct. Yeah. They all they cozy up to each other. And then it just <laughs> cuts to Jeanette and Alex naked, making it out in the bathtub. But Which is weird because now it goes, it what? jumps back and forth between them talking in front of the fireplace and them naked in the tub, which is back and forth between those two. See, that's why, okay, this is where I'm thinking way too much about the sex scene, but why, this is why I thought that the guy in the tub earlier was Alex. Cause isn't that the same scene? No, it, it, well, it's the same. T- it's very she just, similar. Does but she just Alex, like to have sex in the tub? But she, is everybody just imagining her naked in the tub? I guess so. <laughs> because she, at this point, she it. hasn't even met Alex yet. 
She doesn't know. I know. They've never seen each other, so there's no way they would be fantasizing about each other. That makes zero sense. So that's why I say it has to be Carl. It has to be Carl because we see Carl get out of the tub at one point. He stands, so he had to be in the tub having a sex fancy. So anyway, there's lots of people making out naked. There's lots of nudity in the bathtub in this one. She uh, works in public relations at a cosmetics firm. Yes, she does. We, find that we do find that important piece of yeah, information. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> anyway, hardcore Alex, making out. Yeah, Alex <laughs> ends up asking her if he can kiss her. She says yes, and they start making out on the floor now. Oh, which yeah. again, so it's, now it's we've already seen him naked making out on the tub, and now we're backtracking to like, I guess where we see him first start making out. Uh-huh. So it's it's weird ed- editing and timelining. More time passes. And this is where it gets fucking weird because now we come back to the cabin and we see that apparently Alex and Jeanette were not alone when they were talking, making out in the front of the fireplace because now we see the full room and Alex and Jeanette are on the floor making, talking like they were earlier making out. But now everyone else is in the room on the couch. So it's, that's so weird. And they've been there the whole Whole time. time. Yeah. You get the idea that they were just hanging out while everybody else was hanging out. Yeah. So it's like, there's nowhere else they could just get a, have a talk. Yeah. It's like, is this means that they were like hardcore making out right in front of everyone else who (laughs) at this point just becomes pervy voyeurs because they're just sitting there watching them in silence as they're like like making out. It's, it's just like high school. That is, it's so creepy if you think about that. Like, all these adults are sitting on these couches watching these two other people just make out on the floor. You're very direct. It's so weird. <laughs> I know. <laughs> what do you think about this? They're like, they're surrounding them. It's so, Good job, guys. Good job. Uh, it's so weird. And the phone rings. John goes to answer it. <laughs> Turns out it's for Jeanette. Uh-huh. She gets... She gets upset with whatever's being said over the phone, which we never hear. Mm-hmm. She hangs up in anger. The other's like, hey, what was that all about? And she says, it was Eddie, and he said that he is there with Jeff now, whatever that means. So at this point, the whole hearing Jeff's name, the whole gang gets riled up. Everybody freaks out. Alex says that he thought Jeff was coming up here with them because his name was on the list, that he, and he sent Jeff an invite to which Jeff replied to as well. Oh, so now everyone's all confused. Everyone's tripping out now. Confused, getting worked up, freaked out. Yeah. Alex tells him there must be some mistake, and then he'll have his secretary look into it in the morning. And he leaves, but not before kissing Jeanette some more on his way out. <laughs> Once Alex leaves, the whole all you know the group all turns on Carl, blaming him for this because again he's supposed to be the, the jokes or the dark horse of the group or whatever. Carl denies everything to do with this. Carl's upset about it. Yeah, he's upset too. Carl's actually upset. John tells him about the newspaper clipping he found in his room at this point. So Cody says, this must be Eddie then. Eddie's the one behind Mm -hmm. all this. And Jeanette's response to this made me laugh for some reason. (laughs) Because Cody says, oh, this has to be Eddie. This is, you know, Eddie's doing it. And Jeanette says, no, to cheat on me, yes, but this is not his style. Pranks are not Eddie's style. He'll cheat on me. He'll oh. cheat on me and be a horrible liar. But he won't do pranks like this. He would never prank around. <laughs> I'm like, what? He doesn't like to have fun. He just likes to have sex. <laughs> like, that's the weirdest, kind of like a weird thing to say in this. And like, if you know he's obviously cheating on you that much, like, why are you still with this guy? <laughs> well, obviously she's, you know, trying oh, to she get some revenge. Yeah, so she's, it's yeah, over. She's all yeah. over with Alex. But, uh. I just found that such a weird response to that. Uh, I just say, you, she could simply say, oh, pranks aren't his style. Hey, style, that's yeah. not anybody. Why would you say to cheat on me? Yeah, but no, he doesn't do pranks. <laughs> so, 
Yeah, the scene drags on for all of them arguing with each other for a while. Yeah. Um, at this point, I also want to mention that from here on out, the vast majority of the shots in the cabin look as if the cabin is just like on fire or just filled with smoke. Like there's a layer of smoke to every shot except for like a few close-ups. Which it, makes me, like, I swear, like, did the filmmakers forget to, like, open the chimney chute before they started filming? Because the whole place is filled with smoke Yeah, from it looks out. like they didn't clean the chimney out. Or that they, like, set the fog machine and then didn't turn, turn it, it off. Turn it off. And then, yeah. or then didn't turn it off and didn't air it, you know? Like, yeah. they just but, you know, didn't you, think about. There's just so much smoke in this, from here on out. It's, yeah. like, it's everywhere. Uh, <laughs> it's mystic. <laughs> yeah, it's a Mystical. magical mystic cabin. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, anyway, a little time later, John gets a call from the hospital he works oh at. Oh, my God. And he has to leave immediately to go yeah. perform an emergency C-section. An emergency C-section. He says, it's fetal distress. Earlier, by the way, we hear this guy say that he's a pediatrician. Yeah. Pediatricians do not uh, perform, perform no. C-sections. No, they don't. And he's up in the mountains, so he's going to go perform an emergency procedure at I mean, we saw them driving for quite Why? a yeah, bit Yeah, who knows? Like, obviously, so not anywhere nearby. But he's got to leave right now to go do that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure there's another doctor on call that would, could probably do that. Like uh-huh. I said, a pediatrician doesn't do that. That'd be like either, I don't know if the no. OBGYN does. I don't think they do that. Yes. But um, if they do C-section or not, but it certainly wouldn't be a pediatrician. Yeah, it's not It's not a pediatrician. <laughs> and But he grabs all the luggage, and that's their excuse to get him and... Yeah. What's her name? Diane. Diane to leave. But the thing about Diane is like, he's like, oh, I have to go. Uh, I'm going to go warm up the car. Diane's sleeping. So he, and, and then they do yeah. a very quick shot to show Diane sound asleep in her bed. John leaves the cabin angry. He throws his luggage like down the stairs. <laughs> he's, he's so angry. But then it cuts back to Diane, who is now fully clothed and awake, and awake. packing up her stuff. Like, she's she like, was and just she's asleep. Like, it's cool. I mean, I have to go. And Trina and them are like, you don't have to go. Like, don't leave. And she's like, I can't leave him. It's too long of a drive in the mountain. This storm. Yeah, it's not safe to drive alone. What? And blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I, can't, I thought the same this thing. This is like, all stupid. <laughs> like, if I, I was like, like, if it is that dangerous, and you like, I'm like, no, honey, you stay here yeah, where no. it's safe. If I have to go, I have to go. But you stay here. Mm. Anyway, I just thought it was weird that she's supposed to be sound asleep. And two seconds later, she's awake, clothed, and she's, and packing. she's packing. Yeah. Um. So, John's out in the car getting started, warmed up. And actually, surprisingly, the car starts up right away. No problem there. I was mm-hmm. like, hey, that's okay. different. Yeah. Uh, as soon as John starts the car, <laughs> Puffy Blue Man pops up in the back seat oh, and gosh. stabs John through the back of the neck with a ski pole. Although it looks like a little tiny penis head, like it penetrating does. his neck. It's it really, really bad. Does. It's like, boop. It just kind of like pops out of his Adam's yeah. apple, like, doop. Yeah, it, it kind of does. I, I agree with you on that one. I see where you're going from. <laughs> Diane then gets in the car, sees yeah. John's dead. She screams. Puffy Blue Man now pops his head into view through the windshield from the top of the car. Uh-huh. So he's now on top of the car, which. He's like a ninja. Yeah, but. Diane clearly should have seen him on top of the car when she walked up to the car. Yeah. Um, She she scrambles out of the car. Also, keep in mind, I thought it was funny that that when he pops, right before he pops his head down, you see the windshield wipers on and going back and forth. So he pops his head down. He would have gotten clobbered by windshield wipers. Um, Well, also, she screams and she knocks on the door and nobody hears her. I was about to say that. Yeah. Also, so... At this point, there's so much, not just inside, but now the whole outside of the area is so much smoke. It's like... 
It's like the whole surrounding area is like in a massive forest fire. So I mean, there's just smoke everywhere. It's and dry it's ice. Thick, <laughs> thick smoke. Um, I have no idea why there's so much goddamn no, smoke here. No. But yeah, Diane runs back to the cabin. <laughs> and when she gets back to the cabin, the smoke's gone now. Of course, <laughs> gone. of course. Uh, the doors are now locked. And nobody apparently hears her screaming on the outside. I mean, she is screaming. Like when she finds him in the car, she screams yeah. loudly. Yeah, so, she's loudly nah, screaming. No. Uh, we see the killer reach up and break off a large icicle. <laughs> Diane is creeping her way around the cabin. And we see the killer who, in a matter of two seconds uh-huh. since we see him snap off the icicle, has now somehow managed to get up on the roof of the log cabin. It's, it's like a pseudo log cabin. Uh-huh. And it's now perched on one of the overhanging, outcropping like logs like or wooden posts, like a bright, puffy pigeon or something like that. He's just perched up on top of this thing with an icicle in his hand. He's like the Nordic Batman. Yeah. <laughs> North Face you. Batman. Yeah. I will get you. Yeah. Uh, he leaps down in front of Diane, grabs her by the neck with his left hand, and then with one hand, one fucking hand, course, lifts her lift off her the ground, one-handed, then raises the icicle and stabs her in the face with it, but we don't actually but get to don't see that. see it. It cuts I away. We, if we would have seen it, it would have been better. I yeah. Ah. Uh, the camera cuts back to the cab where Carl is breaking up ice with an ice pick for his drink. Yeah. Uh, Carl and Jeanette are talking. Uh, he's basically telling so many words, so he's like, hey, I want to fuck you. you oh, know? my God. Um, and she's like, no, I'm, uh, you know, I'll take it as a compliment, but no, I'm okay, thanks. But that doesn't stop Carl because he basically just grabs her, pulls her down into his lap, and starts like hard kissing her, like oh, hard. Yeah. No, kisses. he's rape. He's gonna rape her. Like, oh yeah. He like grabs her by the back of the head, and he's just like, and she's like, no. And he's like biting her. Thank you. Because like <laughs> then he goes like I said, he goes in the street like vampire mode and like attack, oh, yeah. goes after her neck. Yeah. And like the first second is, I seriously thought like, is he? Are they like? Okay, Are is Carl the killer this? now? Is, is like, know. is he like a vampire killer? Because he's like biting ah at her neck. And it's not like not like seductive, soft, no. like romantic kissing. He's like ah, like going at her neck like a T-bone or something like and that. And that's the most aggressive uh, type of a scene that we've actually seen in this whole movie. It really is. Like <laughs> it was like the this rapey out of character scene all of a sudden like, yeah and he like knocks her down to the ground yeah and they both end up falling on the ground and right but at that point she kind of like. Okay, she like seems to go with it. She's like, I don't she know get what turned happens. on. I don't know what happens because all of a sudden she's like, uh, and then it cuts off, and you're like, what the hell happened? Did he? Did he but, just rape yeah, her? I, see, did I he thought, not rape her? My, <laughs> I don't want to see it. But yeah, like <laughs> my my my, I assumed what happened was once because at first the kissing, she was like, no, no, she resisted the kissing, mm-hmm. but then he started going on her neck, and she's like, I think she started like, oh, she started to like loosen up. Then it seemed like, and then when they fell on the floor. Cause she wasn't struggling anymore. She wasn't like, get off me. She's just, and then I was like, oh my God, she's going along with this now. Like she's into I it. No idea what they were going for because, here or why. Cause then it, it, it basically the next time. Well, where do we see her next? Well, the net very, it's like the very next scene. It goes from well, the next scene. We see the killer trekking through some deep snow, okay, carrying like okay. not one, but two large bear traps. Okay. So this killer comes prepared. Um, and because he's also actually wearing those like large snowshoes that look like tennis rackets on your feet. So this guy's he's prepared. <laughs> he knows what he's doing. He sets up the bear traps, but the location he sets these traps up on seems so random. Like around the middle of nowhere. It's like you're not he's not placing these in like what you would think would be strategic high traffic areas, like outside a door by a mm-hmm. car. Just like 
I'm not gonna put it out here in this middle of the snow by a bush. It's like makes no zero it's sense. It's really hard to tell too when you're out when they're outside of the cabin. Yeah. It's kind of hard to tell where they are and yeah, and, and in relation to the cabin. Yeah. yeah, I agree. But then we cut back to Jeanette, who's naked now. Like I was like, oh yeah, this one like okay, she fucked him then because she's naked now and she's standing in front of this window and she puts on like this sheer night like robe or something mm-hmm. like like it looked like a post sex. See, like, I just got out of bed naked. I'm putting on my robe, and I'm going to go do my thing now. She goes from rape to naked in, yeah. like, two seconds. Exactly. That's and another then, reason why I thought she like, went with it. Like, oh, okay, they had sex. Not That's... naked and afraid, but, like, naked and, I think I'm just going to go have a soak in the hot tub. Yeah, exactly. That's, and that's what sexy, she does. Sexy, sexy. I'm going to relax after that, rape. Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, the camera cuts to a few shots showing the remaining people. Thought, like, Carl's sitting by the fireplace drinking. Trina's showing a yeah, sleeping bed. Yeah, and Carl's bed. just sitting back by the fire like nothing happened. Having, having a drink, having a drink yeah. with his clothes on. I mean, who knows? Who yeah, knows? we never know what happened. Uh, the killer is sh- now in the cabin, supposedly. And we cut to Jeanette outside, Jeanette outside by the hot tub. She sheds her robe, gets into the hot tub. Again, mm-hmm. she's more naked Jeanette. Uh, we see this killer <laughs> slowly creeping around, taking like these tiny little baby steps as he moves <laughs> to the house. It's so ridiculous. Yeah, he is. He's tiptoeing. The last time I saw somebody walking this slowly and like steps, steps so small... Brought me back to um, the X-ray episode where we talked about this doctor oh, walking down a hallway, yeah. like these tiny little baby steps. <laughs> he did have big snow boots. On Giant him, snow, so, yeah, yeah, big old thick you know, snow he boots. Had to, he had to be quiet. Uh, anyway, the killer picks up some sort of electrical thing. I don't know what I think this it's a is. Heater. I think it's a space heater. That okay? That, I didn't think about that. It's I was like, like an old at first I thought, space is this supposed heater. to be a radio because it's long and flat, like a very thin. Yeah, I, my parents used to have a space heater like that. It was a that would make sense. Trap. That would make yeah. sense because it's attached to a very, very long extension cord. Yeah, yeah space heater makes sense. I didn't think about that. But anyway, so he sneaks up on Jeanette. Jeanette opens her eyes just in time to see the killer throw, we'll say, the space eater into the water. <laughs> Jeanette gets electrocuted to death. Oh, which, it's pretty great. Watching her flop around naked whoa, in this hot tub, whoa, pretending whoa, to get electrocuted, whoa. is kind of funny. <laughs> yeah, it's just another reason for her like boobies to kind of flop around it in the really water. Is. I it mean, really, it's all that is. She like goes down. The last scene I think is is like her hand, her like beautifully like manicured red <laughs> fingertips like uh, like <laughs> no i swear it's like i think this movie was like her excuse to like I, I, naked? I, no no uh. not to be naked but like maybe shed like you know she was a child star like, you know oh, she was yeah, little wins the abs like now like no i'm tired of being seen as the wins the abs i'm a i'm a beautiful adult woman look at yeah, me naked like scream me. queen yeah i want to be maybe she wanted to yeah change her so who knows? Maybe that's it. Persona. Oh, she never really did go on to be like a screen queen. I don't think she no. did. She, uh, she wasn't like I said the movie. Uh, oh, yeah, what's what it was called? That? Blood Frenzy. But Blood I think that's, as far as I'm, I could be wrong, but I think that's the only other horror movie she huh. did. Um, well, she gets electrocuted in this movie. Yeah, she does. Uh, and we, her boobs are nice. I mean, she's not, got a great body. Yeah, they, everybody body. has a nice body. We cut to Carl, who's now asleep. He wakes up, pulls his gun out from his boot for no reason. <laughs> like, why is he? Like, he just wakes up and all of a sudden, oh, I got to pull mean, my gun out. He's like, a serious what? drug addict, so he's pretty paranoid. Yeah, maybe he's thinking his, his maybe he's thinking his dealers coming after him to get his money or something like I that. I mean, he was gripping that gun earlier like it was like a baby. So yeah, I, I guess he's thinking like the druggies are coming after him or something. Uh, he gets up, he looks outside, sees Puffy Blue Killer standing there looking back at him. Holding a huge like, lantern. He's holding a lantern, yeah. which the killer sets his lantern down in the snow and walks away. So we cut to Carl, who's now outside, following a trail of lanterns <laughs> that the killer has left behind him, which basically only seems to be two lanterns. Yeah, you only it's see just two. two. But, but 
anyway. Uh, and then Carl walks off some more, and he ends up stepping into a bear trap. So the first one snaps shut on his leg. He's like, ah! And he stumbles forward. And with that second step, he steps into the other bear trap. So now he's got two bear traps snagged, you know, snatched around his, his legs. Yeah. Um, now there's a quick scene of Corey getting up and out of bed and then right back to Carl, who's laying in the snow. And then he just pretty much instantly dies. He's just uh, dead. Yeah. So my question was, where did that second bear trap get him? And if it got him on the other leg, he wouldn't have. Died. Exactly. Thank you. That's out. my point. Like, he might have passed out. He, I mean, from shock. The or, bear traps got like, him on the feet, like yeah. around the ankles, like they're supposed to, or like what they're designed for. But so there's no way. Are we supposed to believe that he either froze to death or he bled out? Either way, both of them are bullshit because none of them would happen that fast. No. Like he just snap, snap, bear trap, bear trap. Ah, uh, dead. He like shoots what? his gun off a few times. So I didn't he, think he even did that. Yeah, did he? The gun goes off a couple times. I missed and then that he's then. Like, and then he goes down. Okay. And that's it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It, it's complete. It's ridiculous. It, it, it's lunacy. We cut back to Corey calling off a Carl in the dark cabin. Mm-hmm. Uh. Which again, the continuity here is bad because the ca- I guess the power in the camera is supposed to have gone out from the electrocution, like the, the power surge from from Jeanette being electrocuted. But they, I'll count more on, more on it later. I know I have something coming up, but it's bad because half time the lights are on, the other half are, they're off. So it's like they don't know what they're doing with this. They can't make up their mind. And they don't really show. I mean, again, there's no continuity there. They don't no. really show the power being off because they show her being electrocuted, and then they show Carl by the fire. And the lights are on. And the lights are on. And he's just in a bright room, so, bright light. And now we go to Corey, and all of a sudden the lights are off. The lights off. don't work. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and Corey's in the kitchen. And he finds this piece of pie, which he <laughs> picks up and starts eating. It's like dun dun dun. This and it's must like, be oh a piece of pie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this must be like the most like delicious, delicious pie. Most like almost out of body experiencing like pie, pie ever because he's in this blissful pie <laughs> eating so trance that he doesn't notice the killer walking right up in oh. front of him. Because Corey gets stabbed in the front oh, he through, does. like, the left collarbone shoulder area. <laughs> like, from the front. Like, how do you not see the killer with a knife coming directly at you? Because that's the only way this happens. I don't know, but I Because his back is to the fridge. I'm sorry, but no, his, no, his back on, yeah. is to a wall. Like, the fridge yeah. is behind him, so there's no way the killer comes from behind him. You he clearly see like, the killer. The you <laughs> clearly see the killer's hand come from the front, which means Corey had to have seen the killer. But he was, I guess, so blissfully unaware of because yeah. he ate his pie his eyes were closed and he was just like thinking of pie and so <laughs> he like he opened his eyes and it was dark and then then he then got got either way it was probably the best reaction to an actual anything happening <laughs> that happened so far so yeah. it's like oh okay that that's pretty good i mean at least that at was, the, the point time was it was you're right it's probably the best reaction but at the same time because everything else was so low-key that i was like Oh my God! Look at him overacting. He because he's so like, <laughs> he's like oh God! Yeah. <laughs> like, dude, I you was got like st- finally. Oh, like I, I get like being sad would suck, and yeah, you got it's just a short dude. But you're acting like you like you're just getting, you just got like eviscerated or ripped like, like your intestines ripped. He's like, Aah! and then he, he falls back against the fridge and like slides down it and, like to the floor where he seems to die. <laughs> he was really mad. He didn't want to like. Not have the rest of that pie. He's yeah. like, no, no, no pie. you robbed me of the pie. <laughs> but yeah, I that would have been hilarious. Like right kill. before he dies, like if you just want to take one more last <laughs> no, bite of pie, no. <laughs> and then die. <laughs> Delicious. 
the next. That's how I want to go. <laughs> Again, keep in mind he screams loudly, uh-huh. but we don't. The next Nobody. we just cut to the next morning where Trina just wakes up, like just gradually wakes up by herself. It's no, no, all the screaming, the gunshots, yeah. elect- people getting electrocuted. She sleeps through all of it. <laughs> She works out. I mean, so she sleeps well. <laughs> she works out. Uh, she finds that the power's out. She gets a small flashlight out of a purse and goes looking around for mm-hmm. someone. Um, but at this point, again, it's really weird because the cabin is so brightly lit. Whether because like it's all these large windows are open, it's all the sun's beaming in, so the flashlight is is completely useless. Exactly. But she can she still like uses well, it. It's kind of like. And when we come upon an, an, another scene that's about to happen, it's almost like the sun is coming up. They're trying to make it seem like sunrise. May I guess it's early in the morning. I, well, I figure it's early in the morning. Know. Yeah. But yeah. Like, um. Anyway, Trina finds Jeanette dead in the hot tub, and Jeanette's <laughs> body is supposed to look like I guess it's starting to ice like over, frost over. over. But really, it just looks like she got done filming a bukkake scene, <laughs> or that uh, entire flock of birds is like shit yeah. all over her. She's it, all laid <laughs> out too with her arms she laid looks, out like, over it, the There's tub. nothing like like traumatic to her body it's no. not floating upside down face no. she's like she's just like propped up against her arms on the side of the, the hot tub like she's just chilling and enjoying uh-huh. the hot tub yep and but there's just all this white shit all over her she's frosty and her boobs look great they're preserved the until boob, the end yeah, of it's time the only, the only frost is like on her shoulders and kind of on the arm but the boobs sticking out of the water and everything else are, is yeah. completely fine perfect nipples. perfect <laughs> perfect nips uh, <laughs> again i hope that's how i go like that's <laughs> That and the pie. That's one and two. So Sarah's uh, Sarah's fancy death is to have pie and perfect nips. I perfect guess perfect nips. Perfect nips and for and the pie. world to see. For the world to see and pie. Right. <laughs> Didn't know you were such a uh, exhibitionist, you know, Sarah. I think about it. <laughs> So anyway, uh, uh, anyway, Trina is really shocked at this. Uh, yeah, yeah, she is. <laughs> but she doesn't really do anything. She She's doesn't. Just like, she just runs oh. back to the cabin screaming for Corey. Yeah. Um. And at this point, like I said, I have no idea what's supposed to be happening with the cabin itself because, like I said, the power is supposed to be out, but you can clearly see lights, lights on, on in the cabin. Yeah. Um. And then also, half the cabin is also still filled with smoke. <laughs> like it's still smoke filled in this cabin, and like half the lights are on, half the lights are off. I don't know what's going on no. anymore. Trina finds Corey on the kitchen floor. He's still barely alive at this point, so he's That's not amazing. dead. Yeah. No, yeah. Uh, she <laughs> runs to the front door, throws on some boots and a coat. She rushes She's out. She's in her underwear, too. She so, is in her underwear. You know, good for her. She rushes out to the car, finds John and Diane dead inside with the icicle sticking out of Diane's eye hole. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, we, I guess you could d- get somebody by like that, right? I yeah. Guess. I would say so. Yeah. yeah. Uh, also, if you know, if you pay attention, you can clearly see several other cabins in the background uh-huh. right across the street as she's running around and even like right next door. But not once does Trina try to go to them to call for help or nope. get help. She's like completely oblivious. She's all these other cabins nope. lining the street. She's panicked. She's just like, she dropped the keys in the snow. She can't figure out what's happening. Yeah. But I just, I thought that was like. They Run did a bad. If this, if this cabin is supposed to be like isolated, they do a really shitty job of showing it because you clearly see like six other cabins, like all within like fifty feet of each other. Oh, but you also saw that other weird edited edited shot of people like hitting the hitting the slopes. slopes yeah, like, there's like, there's hundreds, apparently like yeah. hundreds of people around here somewhere. 
Um, so she runs back to cab and finds the doors are locked now again. And she, so she goes around back where she finds Carl dead in the snow. She takes the gun from his frozen hand, checks his pockets for more car keys back into the cab. And she goes, now the doors are magically open. Mm-hmm. So again, what the fuck's going mm-hmm. on? She goes back to check on Corey, who seems to have passed out. Now he's not, he's unresponsive. On the table, she finds Alex's business card. Right. So she calls him. Not 911. Which, thank you, which makes not perfect fucking the sense. Because not anybody else. Because, you know, when all, my, when all my friends get brutally murdered, <laughs> and so, instead of calling 911 <laughs> for the cops, I'm going to call a spoiled rich boy who's running the ski resort <laughs> and trying to, really and trying to tell me a timeshare. <laughs> the best part is, too, when she's talking to him, he's like, okay, just calm down. Well, I'll be right there. I'm going to send the police. Yeah. And she sounds so calm. It's not even funny. He sounds really frantic. And she's like, Alex, everyone is dead. Yeah. They mur- yeah. He murdered them all. And he's like, just calm down. She's like, okay. I'm quick. I- <laughs> so awful. Calm down. You calm down. <laughs> Get the police You're 100% over correct here. on that. Yeah, you're really... <laughs> He's more Get the police, yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, so T- Trina basically just gets, she gets off the phone, and and she basically just curls up on the stairs yeah. and waits. And she's like has the gun though. It's like she she's does have the gun. Down. Yeah, she's crouching down, kind of like knees up to her chest in the, in the corner of the stairs, and she just sits there and waits. Uh, the camera goes from dead by a dead body as we see the killer now back and now sneaking up on Trina. And again, these morons must be fucking blind because, again, the killer walks directly uh, up right to there. Tina. Like, right in front of her. There's nowhere for him to hide. Nowhere. It's impossible for him to come from behind her. And she just, he just walks right up to her and, like, grabs her. But she does nothing about it. She can see him coming. Does nothing. They, they, they end up fighting over the gun, which gets uh, tossed aside in the struggle. I rewound this actually twice because I was like, wait, how did she lose the gun again? Wait, how did that happen again? Like, yeah. how, did, how did he confront her? Like, it was very confusing. He confronted her. He just he walked right like, up to and her. And I was like, it just seems so, like, that would never, that would not happen that I didn't believe it. So yeah. I had to watch it a few times. I agree. Times. Nothing is believable. No, no, it's none not. of this would it's ever not happen. That stupid. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, so the killer grabs at Trina, but she like kind of slips out of her coat she's wearing and runs upstairs. Corey now starts to stir. He pulls the knife out of his shoulder. I'm like, now he finally does this? Are uh-huh. you kidding me? He could have done this eight hours ago after he first got stabbed, but this <laughs> no. dumbass decides just I'm just gonna lay here on the floor all fucking night with a knife with in my knife shoulder out. I instead mean... of pulling it out Im- immediately and like bandaging himself up. He's just gonna lay there. Like what <laughs> I, the fuck? I don't even have anything to say. I don't even know. Like he just. <laughs> It doesn't make any what sense. What is that guy's? How? What is that thought? For, who would think to do that? Why would you? Ah. No, no. That just <laughs> no. sounds some shitty writing. It's all nobody shitty. Would, would. That would. Nobody would do that. No, you. It, it, yes, if you were alive, he's just been laying there the whole time. He like, lay there basically on the floor for at least eight hours. Yeah. It was last night. Now it's morning. Well, and during the whole scuffle, she's obviously scuffling with the killer. Right, right. And all this is happening, and he's right there. I mean, the kitchen is it's right there. It's not that there. big. It's not that big no, of a cabin. No, he's right there. So, he, yeah, he just he laid there. That moment when she's being chased to yeah. like, uh, okay, I, guess, I guess I should get uh, up. I guess uh, I finally should do something. I, guess I should take the knife out. <laughs> Ugh. Ugh. Maybe Trina's just so overbearing that he's like, this is my, this is my one chance of peace and quiet. This is better. I'm just going to lay here for, and better. be dead. I wish I wouldn't have married her. 
Uh, so Trina tries to barricade herself in a bedroom upstairs. The killer makes uh, the world's slowest walk up a flight oh. of stairs in the history of movies. Slow like, descent. It's super oh, slow. Oh, no, not descent. Ascent. Uh, yes, sorry, ascent. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, uh, she also arms herself with a pair of scissors she grabs from somewhere. Meanwhile, Corey oh, struggles gosh. to make his way to Trina. And like I said, this fucker's acting like he took a bullet to the stomach. Like, uh, seriously, this dumb dumb got stabbed in the shoulder and is acting like it's the, the most crippling blow ever. You haven't bled, and you've been laying there for that long. You haven't bled out yet. No. It's probably going to be okay. He didn't hit a major, major artery no, or anything. No, certainly not. Just get, like, obviously this is happening. The other question is, how long is this staircase? <laughs> it's floors? a staircase to heaven. I... <laughs> <laughs> It's a stairway to heaven. Come on, because that's how long it takes for people to ascend these things. I mean. In eternity. That makes sense. That does make sense. Noted. I mean, he's just crawling and crawling, and we're looking, and there's back, and there's forth, and she's standing there with the scissors. Yeah, it's it's for, it's for an eternity. It really feels like it. Um, so Trina hears Alex now call <laughs> for her saying, hey, I, it's Alex. I'm here. I called the cops. And she yells back, hey, the killer's out there. Be careful. Be careful. And Corey, who has now found the gun, is shown crawling along the floor. Uh-huh. Uh, again, the cabin's all filled with smoke. So it actually looks like he's crawling underneath the smoke. Like, he's, <laughs> like you know, they teach him, like, grade school how to get out of fire. He's crawling underneath the smoke to the door. Duck down. <laughs> so that looks like, that's, looks like what he's doing. Um, <laughs> we go back to Trina. The killer starts to break through the door with a ski pole, I think. I, th- I don't know exactly. Which may be, like, the worst thing to ever try to use to break through a door like, as a flimsy ski pole. With no, like, no. What? Yeah, no. I, were they trying to be like uh, The Shining? Yeah, like, trying to or be any like other that? horror movie. Like yeah. Jason does all the time, with it, but That's at least true. he's doing it with a machete or an axe. Yeah, this no. fucker's using a ski skinny pole. little ski pole. <laughs> doesn't even have a blade on it. It's like a little point. Like, there's no way you'd break down doors with this thing, but hey, this. That would hurt. But this fucker you know. does it. Like, he somehow does it. <laughs> uh, Trina stabs the killer in the hand with scissors, but the thick snow gloves he's wearing can't basically negate the attack and kind of doesn't do anything. Knocks him out. So, Trina dies underneath the bed. Uh, Corey's shown crawling up the stairs. The killer makes it into the bedroom, walks right up to the bed. Trina stabs <laughs> him in the leg with the scissors. Hmm. This only seems to make the killer stronger because he's, he suddenly gets fucking Hulk <laughs> he, he strength. He like hulks up. <laughs> he flips the bed like it was a cheap fucking car table, like a folding table. Just, <laughs> the bed goes, is flipped up out of nowhere. Uh, and not only does he flip the bed, he apparently flips the bed with such force that the bed ceases to exist. Where does it go? Thank you. Because, you, seriously, the, the bed was up against this wall. I it was against so the wall. So, one, it has nowhere to go. You flip it up and it's not going anywhere. But now, we see when it's we see gone. the killer drop down on top of Trina to mount her, you can see behind him, the room's like empty. The bed's just gone. It's gone. <laughs> it's gone. They removed it. it just, he flipped it, it such hit. force that he vaporized the bed. <laughs> he broke it down to its molecular structure and made the bed disappear. <laughs> it's just gone. <laughs> the power of cinema. <laughs> so Trina and the killer, they're fight. They're yeah. fighting. During the struggle, Tina manages to unmask the killer. Which is quite oh, the job because yeah. she does it, which would be impossible because the killer is wearing snow goggles, a weird like ski mask. It kind of looks like a sub-zero ninja yeah, mask. like a muff. And the hood of of the, his ski jacket. So all three of these things are covering his face. But, but she just grabs like his face, like the goggles, rips the goggles off, which causes everything, everything to come to off. Everything to just pop off. Yeah, yeah. Everything to pop off. And it reveals that it's Alex. Dun, Alex dun, Bourne. Dun. Yeah, yeah. Dun, dun, dun. 
Good looking, uh, Alex Bourne. Uh, uh, Alex goes into his bad guy exposition oh backstory dump here. Uh, he says that Jeff would have wanted him to save her for last to make her suffer. He then pulls the scissors out of his leg and unzips the zipper on the leg of his snow pants mm-hmm. uh, to reveal a fake leg. <laughs> so he now he's an amputee on top of this. Oh, God. Um, which really makes you think how the fuck that guy gets around so quickly with a exactly. fake. Um, now we cue flashback. How is he going to have sex with what's-her-face? If he did? <laughs> <laughs> like, what was his plan there? Yeah, that's a good question. Uh and you certainly don't see his fake leg in the bathtub scene in that fantasy. Uh-uh. Mm-hmm. Um, so we cue flashback as Alex says that he and Jeff were old friends and they went way back. Oh, and yeah. we're taken all the way back to the opening ski lodge bar, which I guess we said was yeah. doing New Year's. New Year's. Uh, we see Jeff sitting at the table ranting and talking to himself about treating the others. Only this time we see Alex is sitting across from him listening to Jeff go on his rant. With Alex's beautiful feathered and blonde oh, mullet. it's awesome. With it the headband. With the red headband. They're all wearing the headband, by the way. It's yeah. very, that's very His hair is gorgeous in this oh. scene. <laughs> it is something of beauty that needs to be seen. It's, wow. It's kind of Bon Jovi-esque. I don't know. Yeah, it's kind but, of like the short, it's like the short mullet with, like, it's all feathered up. It's feathered and, like, curly and wavy. Not and curly, then but also wavy. kind of, and then it's, like, and molded down underneath the headband that goes around the crown of the head. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's, it's, kinda, it's, it's a sight to be seen. Yeah, it was a great wig. Yeah. <laughs> it's a great wig. Um, so yeah, Al- Alex uh, he continues to ramble on to Trina, saying that he tried to stop Jeff from going skiing that night, and he even followed him out. And we see Alex leave on like a snow snowmobile, like a snowmobile to go yeah. after him. And we see Alex standing on top of that snow ramp, looking down at Jeff's dead body. And then Alex says that he could. This is weird. He takes he, he, he a sudden change of directions here with his uh-huh. anger because he suddenly goes from like revenging Jeff to like I could have been a world class skier and a world class businessman. Businessman. But Trina, you took it all away from me. Well, you know, in the eighties, <laughs> they were you know uh, people were really against uh, handicapped people. Yeah, apparently, like yeah. So you could not get ahead in the world of business. No. Apparently not. Uh, we get more flashback. This time it shows Alex for absolutely no reason whatsoever. Nope. He's standing on top of that like little slope. And then he just the like, throws slope. his body down. And he starts rolling down the snowbank. <laughs> and he rolls into like a very small tree stump. And Is that what it was? Yeah. I, I thought it was. I wasn't sure if it was a stump or another rock. It or was a tree it was stump. A... It was like it's like a little tree stump, piece of wood. And but it's, the weird thing is like there's no reason to, for him to fall in the first. He just nope, stays there and he just like, rolls. Falls down. He just <laughs> yeah. like wah. Uh. He doesn't even like. He's not even trying to go down and help Jeff. No, he's just he just standing falls. There. Yeah, he just stands there and then falls. Oh. And like the funny thing is like the sn- the flashback shows like. We see an upper shot, like, a cl- cl- he, when he, sorry, let me get my thoughts here. The first time we see him roll down the hill and he, and he rolls into that tree stump, he hits, like, his upper, like, ribs, like, mm-hmm. right underneath his, like, underneath, like, the armpit area, like, right below yeah. the, that. He, so he hits there. But then it shows, like, a, kind of an aerial shot of him above you. And we see his left leg is, like, all jacked up and <laughs> fucked up. But the thing is, 
That's not the leg that even hit the tree. No. It's just right side up against the tree. Nothing it's about this like, makes any sense. No, it's just like this weird, it's like the leg is gone and like they took the pant leg and just made it all weird and wrinkly yeah. and like backward It's looking. like they buried his leg underneath the just snow. Like, ah, and then ah, took the- <laughs> just like laid the pant leg out yeah. all weird so it looks all weird and janky. Like, oh, his leg is mangled. Yeah, and so Alex <laughs> goes on to say that his father pretty much disowned him yeah, once he lost that. his leg for being an amputee. So a bastard. Let, <laughs> I just have to. We have to unpack this because <laughs> okay. He's all, now Alex is blaming Trina for I guess the loss of his leg. Yeah. But because, I so I get okay that part. I was like, oh, I was gonna be a skiing champ, world class skier. Yeah. Okay, I get that. Lose a leg, can't do it. I get it. But you know what? They do have the Special Olympics now. There's people skiing all the time with one leg. But I'll forgive that. I'll yeah. forgive that part. But when he says you. I couldn't be. I could have been a world class businessman. Businessman. Like I'm pretty sure you can still do business with one leg, dude. Like what stopped you? People just didn't respect each other back then. Like, I don't know. That's the weirdest, <laughs> oddest reason I think I've ever heard in one of these movies. For for like, I could have been a world class businessman, so now I'm gonna kill you all. I couldn't go into business. Like, I couldn't fit into any kind of slacks. <laughs> It's so hard to find a suit. But he's fits. not like even pissed off. Like he doesn't like, go out and kill his dad. He bases him. Oh, my dad just owned me, and he no. wants nothing to do with me because I lost a leg. No, he's trying to go after all of these people who had really nothing, nothing to, to, do to do with, with any of it. Nope. Like Jeff chose. Like none of them were like we said in the beginning. Jeff, none of them were assholes to Jeff. They didn't like like run him, like bully him no. into doing this. Jeff just was messed up and went drinking and skiing on one night. Killed himself yep. by accident. <laughs> so Alex way. goes after him to try to stop him, which is fine. But then Alex apparently just throws himself down the the hill, runs into a tree stump, and now blames everybody else for his own actions. Like nothing. The motives for his killing spree make zero sense. Classic denial. Yeah, is what like, it is. It's classic <laughs> denial. Spoiled rich kid yeah, denial. Yeah. <laughs> it's nothing makes sense about any of this. <laughs> So, He's pretty determined, though. I mean, yeah, yeah. Alex does tell her that he planned this whole weekend to lure them up here so he can get his revenge for himself and for Jeff. Yeah. Uh, during this time, we see Cody crawling his way up to the bedroom. <laughs> Trina mutters up the strength to kick Alex off of her. Of he stumbles she does. backwards. Cody, Cody shoots him as he stumbles backwards. The momentum from Trina's kick and from getting <laughs> shot in the chest causes Alex to fall backwards <laughs> out of the window. Where a cord like a or a second story window. Yeah, right? second story. Second it's story only a second window. story. Where a cord or a cable or something wraps around his fake leg, which keeps him from falling all the way to the ground. So he's uh-huh. kind of dangling there. Alex tries to pull himself up, but I guess the leg detaches or the cord snaps or something. Uh-huh. But he falls <laughs> to the ground below. But again, it's the Not least impactful far. fall because it's Not only second far. story. And uh-huh. he falls into like four feet three feet maybe of like soft snow puffy snow snow. yeah but then it makes it look like he dies from this (sighs) and then he just goes limping like his eyes closed and he's dead that's it like are you kidding me yep that's what happens that's that's the worst one (laughs) (laughs) that's the worst one uh so now we skip ahead another five years oh yeah and instantly it's again like another beautiful mountain scene oh da, bird. it's da, like da, it's like da, the da, disney cartoon the birds are chirping da, 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 five years later yeah. i was like seriously <laughs> i said that out loud the first time i was like for real another more another time hop why yeah. another time leap five years <laughs> 
Corey and Alex are still happy and together. They're back at a ski lodge for some of some sort, which at this point you think maybe now would you would stop going you to these stop places? Going, just, yeah. just cut your losses. They just really love the snow. But the snow people. Anyway, this time they now have two kids who are running around playing in the snow, building a snowman. The only problem <laughs> is that the one kid is easily at least six years oh, old. Oh yeah, yeah. So, and they've been married for. Well, well, I guess well, five years, five years later, later they're married four years so at least. So even if she was maybe. pregnant on that trip, yeah, the kid would still not is works. way too old. Again, yeah, the timelines don't match no. up. This kid is way older no. than, than and they're like five years. kissing in the snow. They're like, yeah. everything is great, everything is awesome, uh, everything's perfect. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> so the six-year-old, at least the six-year-old, comes over, <laughs> takes Trina's hand. Leads her over to the snowman. Now, at this point, you can see the cabin behind her she's walking away from. And I shit you not, guys. It's the same same fucking cabin cabin from before. So, apparently, the one where all their friends were murdered. So, I guess they decided to buy this cabin. Maybe they got a a deal. Maybe they got a really good deal on it. Maybe. I would hope so. (laughs) All your friends died here. Maybe we'll give it to you for like 50% off. And the guy who murdered all your friends was the one trying to sell you the cabin. He must have been one hell of a salesman to murder all their friends, nearly kill them, but still close the deal. He could have been a great man of business. Exactly. What was that's he the, thinking? That is that's, You are the best world-class businessman. If you could pull that shit off. I murdered everybody you know, almost killed you. I'm still selling you this Your cabin. dad just didn't appreciate greatness, sir. <laughs> Better than him. Yeah. He just needed some motivational people in but his life. But I found that so funny. I was like, that's the same cabin. <laughs> So anyway, Trina picks up like this black rock or something from the snow. <laughs> excuse me. Uses it as an eye oh, for a snowman to finish the snowman face. As soon as she places the rock in, like on in the eye hole or something <laughs> for the snowman, the snowman begins to bleed oh, profusely yeah. from the same eye hole. So uh, blood is gushing out of this snowman's eye. Trina takes a step back, like what the fuck? <gasps> and the camera cuts to a wide view of the snowman, which explodes as. Alex comes leaping out oh, from inside yeah. the snowman, jumping at Trina, freeze frame. <laughs> then we get like this choppy like jump zoom in on Alex's do, do, head do, 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 do. as we roll the credits. <laughs> and that's it. What the uh. fuck? I mean, this ending defies all logic, but for some reason, I still loved it at the same time. <laughs> I know. I it's know. It's the stupidest <laughs> Dumbest ending I think I've ever seen. I was But mad I at still love Yeah, I know. I'm like, well, I hate myself for liking it. <laughs> yeah. It just epitomizes this whole movie. And everything about this movie is so dumb. Terrible. It's so terrible. But And then they have this fucking ending. Uh. <laughs> just wraps it all up. Because I don't know if it was like, if it's the actual VHS or just the transfer to YouTube we're watching. But oh, the but end it of it, so it's so bad. It's so blurry. When they're trying to zoom, freeze frame and zoom in on Alex's face, it's so, so blurry that it kind of added to the greatest oh, it of added it because to the best. it, it yeah, kind of reminds me of that, you know, that, that, that jumps, famous jumps here at the end of Friday 13th where Jason oh, yeah. pops out, out of the, the lake. But like, so I'm not sure if they were trying to make Alex's face look almost like, like distor- distorted, like, like all like messed death, up, like, yeah. yeah. Or if it's just the blurriness and the snow in, in the, the, in the freeze frame, but it is. I think the quality was just Wow. Crap. It just, <laughs> I mean, if you seriously try to break down how that would be possible, it would be it impossible. Because that would be Alex would have to have been standing there in perfectly the still in the snow, and the kids had he had to lure the kids up and say, "Hey, kids, make me a snowman around me." That's just weird to be building a snowman around a complete stranger, and then stand there perfectly still, and then have the foresight to know that the kid would bring the mom up to the snowman so he could leap out at her 
But then why is the snowman bleeding from his eye hole? Like his eye was never damaged. Like no. why is he bleeding from the face? No. Like it's just this whirlwind of confusing like nonsense, but it's so perfect at the same time. It's, I know. <laughs> The thing is, is that you see things like that in other scary movies, like things that don't make sense at all, but they're like, they can be very terrifying. Like just to add the jump scare. Yeah. This wasn't terrifying, but. No, it's, know, it's, it just, it's not it terrifying. Like, it made me laugh. I was, I was like, like, what? what? <laughs> is that coming out of the eye hole of that snowman? Like deadly snowman? What? Yeah. I yeah. know. <laughs> Maybe it was like cherry pie filler that was coming out of there like maybe that would have been like a cramped I really love that pie <laughs> call back you, to the pie I don't know more pie like, but it's, it's such that's the the ending <laughs> that is one of the most bizarre endings like but it's, like I said I can't it's so fucking weird but I what's loved it at funny, the same time what's I can't. funny is that when I was when I was looking um this movie up on YouTube the second when you search it the second thing that came up was it, the tag was best horror movie ending ever. And it was like the one minute and 27 seconds that was this ending. Because all you see is Trina putting it like the screenshot is Trina putting like the snowman's eye and yeah. the snowman. But that's all you see. And I was like, should I just watch that? And I was like, no, don't watch that. So, and it is, that's what it is. And I was like, it's not the best, but it's not the worst. I mean, I. <laughs> Somebody wasn't wrong. <laughs> yeah, that movie. Anyway, so that's uh, that's it, guys. That's that's iced. Uh, that's, Jesus iced. Christ. Let's move on to favorite kills. <laughs> there can be only one favorite kill. All right, favorite kills. It's gonna be this from favorite kills. Ozan, this can go real quick this week. There's yeah. not a whole lot to say. Um, but we we you know we're slave to tradition. So uh, Sarah, what what's your favorite kill? Okay, so my if. Corey, right? The stabbing. That was Corey. Yes. Okay, I don't know why these names didn't stick with me. These <laughs> really interesting matter. characters. Um, if this, if he would have died from the stabbing, the stabbing would have been my favorite, only because it was like the most over the top. Yeah. It had good blood and and he had to pull the knife out. Ugh. But he didn't die. He just <laughs> like recovered and then like had kids five years later and yeah. then got attacked by a snowman. So that can't be it. So I would have to say that it was um, Boobs McGee in the hot tub <laughs> only because it was so crazy and dumb. And at least you would have ex- you would have actually died from being electrocuted like a bear trap. I don't think you would have died from that. No. The ski pole to the neck, the little penis protrusion, probably, you know, through the Adam's apple. But, you know, she flopped around in there and. You got to see her naked at least two more times after that. So there you go. That's it. Favorite kill. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I agree with you all that. Uh, part of me wanted my favorite kill to be the opening one with the bulldozer going mm-hmm. over the guy. like Because it's so – the guy just had like an eternity to move out of the fucking way. We just didn't. Don't but, they always, though? Yeah. It's like, just move. Laid there. You could move. Just go. But the fact is we don't see anything, no. which is so such a disappointment. Um, I wanted that to be it. I think I'm gonna agree with you. I'm probably gonna go with uh, I'm probably gonna go with Jeanette too. Jeanette, the, the, that's the her name. In the hot tub, <laughs> Wednesday Adams getting just tits jiggling and her flopping around and yeah. Did it, she finally get her hair wet? Is that what happened? Like, did her hair finally get wet too? Like, I don't. You know what? That's another great point because when she dies, 
Her head is in the water, <laughs> but when we see her propped up next it's day, her hair is, like, is not uh, dry, it's, it's not wet at all. It's so all, it's all fl- fl- uh, feathered and fluffy and big. That's a, I didn't even think about that's a great yeah. To- Again, totally, did. that's how I want to go. That's it right there. All right, so yeah, I think we're, we're both in agreement. We're, we're going to go with uh, Wednesday Adams, Jeanette electrocuting in a hot tub. Let's move on to odds and ends. Not only did they watch these films, they researched them too. Ugh, what is wrong with these guys? Odds and ends as we go, like I said, just go real fast. Uh, ratings, IMDb gives it a 4.4 4 out of 10. Wow. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes, it's not on the site at all. Mm. And Amazon, it's not on Amazon either, so mm. nothing there. Uh, plot keywords. There were 32 plot keywords. Most of them were pretty cut and paste, very simple. You know, murder, kill, na- nudity, bare butt, blah blah blah. Panties. Uh, actually, panties was not and should have been. Oh, she ran around in the snow in the panties. I just don't think enough panty lovers have seen this movie yet. But panty lovers, it, panty get lovers. on there. It's the panties are there for you. Uh, the ones Stay I found panties. odd were one. Uh. Actress breaking typecast, which I guess I, we can't comment. I think it has to do with uh, Wednesday Adams, like not oh, being Wednesday Adams, like, yeah. like, going around nude now. Yeah. That's the only thing I can think of. And the other two I thought were funny were food processor and carrot. Because <laughs> <laughs> that carrot gets a lot of screen that time. That carrot actually got more action than anybody. It yeah. really did. <laughs> uh, trivia, the only two things worth mentioning. Not even, even that, I don't even know. But it was filmed in Utah. And it's also been known as... I don't know where, but it's, apparently its other title is called "It's Blizzard of Blood." Is its other name? Oh, uh, I like iced. I kind of like iced too. I it's think so. Eighties. Yeah, I, I think so. I think iced. Yeah, I think iced fits. It's so yeah. Uh, budget, unfortunately, I couldn't find the budget for this. Um, so that that's it. That just bring and that brings us to five star reviews. These special movies have a place in these special people's hearts. Five star reviews. Uh, again, there are just go real fast because there are no five star reviews on Amazon. Wow. Because uh, it's not on site, so I had to go to uh, IMDb to get any kind of weird <laughs> reviews for this. Uh, now, the first one I only wrote down two because surprisingly, the, I, the reviews on IMDb are super long. Yeah, they like people really write like are. fucking novels on yeah, that site. Really, I'm like, like Jesus Christ! People really pick this movie apart. Like, I don't know if this does this movie have a cult following. It may. It I probably don't... does. I don't know. But uh, the one I wrote down two. The first one is an eight out of ten star review. Uh, it's the longest of the two, but it's it's shorter than like ninety percent of the other reviews on this <laughs> site. So uh, it's from Jim D. He writes, maybe it was the beard talking, but Ice was a perpetu- uh, perpetual favorite amongst my friends and I during our college days. A poorly made skiing themed slasher with virtually no gore. The film somehow managed to entertain time and time again. From the Rockadiles t-shirt to Deborah DeLisso's working out using a rolling pin, this baby <laughs> oh, yeah. is pure, unfettered, bad fun. We've got the most painfully inept man on earth trying to escape a snowplow. There's some hilariously unintentional homoerotic moments between two male friends as they lie in the snow together. We've got piles of cocaine you could go sledding on, a killer who leaves messages in puffy paint, a gratuitous Wednesday Adams nudity. The score, which I, might, which I find myself humming at least a few times a year, is also... So bad, it's great, dot, dot, dot. And the ending, woo, baby. <laughs> if you haven't seen how this delicious piece of cheese ends, you haven't seen Jack. Ice is a wonderful film. Sure, it's wonderfully bad, but it won't stop being, uh, oh, but it, that won't stop, I guess it's supposed to be mean, mm-hmm. be, be type B, so it won't stop me from loving every last minute of it. Mm-hmm. Now, where's my DVD? Eight out of 10 stars. 
Who is that that wrote that? Jim D. Jim D. Yeah. All right, Jim D. Uh, and on the other end of the spectrum, we have one out of ten from <laughs> Lucian Vision. I would love to write a thorough uh, analysis of the slasher opus, but the time it has taken me to write this sentence alone is worth more than your time than sitting through this pile of insert censored uh, word here. Trust me, having your eyes gouged up by plastic spoons is more enjoyable than watching this pathetic actor's bench press spices ski supposedly downhill on a flat terrain and die rather bloodlessly and ridiculously. Oh, yeah, the plot twist is thrown in, dot, 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 but you won't care. I didn't. Iced is not even funny on a so bad skill level, a miserable experience, one star. So those are two ends of the spectrum for the <laughs> reviews. Um, which So we'll kind of figure out where we fall on that spectrum as we go into a, our, our final thoughts and um, review on this. Uh, Sarah, what are your closing thoughts on Iced? Well, I have to kind of go a little bit more towards what Jim D kind of said. I mean, this movie was bad. <laughs> this was a bad movie. I've seen other, we've seen other movies from this time period, I think, that were a little bit better. Um, there were some times where I was like, is this a porn with a little bit of horror in it? Or is this a horror movie with just like the right amount of porn in it? I, I don't know. But either way, it was enjoyable and it was really, really fun to talk about. I'm going to say it's so bad, it's good. Really? Uh, yeah, only because uh, the continuity issues and all the things that were really terrible about it were also kind of funny. Um I think that it could it had so many issues with editing. It could have been so much better. The quality could have been so much better. But then again, it was trying to go along with a lot of these other really stereotypical 80s horror movies. Um, the effects could have been so much better. I wish we would have known what the budget was. Because oh, I, I feel like that would have... that I was waiting to hear that because I, I wanted to see. I feel like there were a lot of like when you watch the credits there seemed to be a lot of people in this movie like it was really professionally done which i don't i don't <laughs> it, it gave the impression that it was but it wasn't professionally done it was poorly done but i still had fun and it was still <laughs> really t i mean it was st I, I don't know i'm going to say so bad it's good only okay. because oh, i'm trying i'm trying to give it <laughs> 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 and i had a lot of fun talking about it i don't i don't know um <clears throat> You know, I we. I know it's you. I I, I think we were we were hard. talking about this off the air. I think, but I'm, I'm torn with this I know. one. I like, know. I like I was trying to say, you know, what, I'll wait till we get done, uh -huh. with, and I'll see how I feel. But I'm still. It didn't help. Like I'm still like, yeah. I had a lot more fun talking about this movie. Yeah. Than watching it. So I, which kind of, kind of clouds the mind of how you want to say it. like, is it that is it worth it or not? But man, it gets so. There are other movies that are better to watch. Yeah, oh, by far. <laughs> there are a lot of far. other movies. But you know what? It's weird because is, and I know I try not to compare movies to other movies because mm -hmm. they're so different. But I'm trying to like, in comparison, like last we just did Death House and our, right. and, and, our and that was a big I want to say big budget, but that was supposed to be a big you know grand you know experiment horror. That was a terrible and movie. <laughs> that movie to me is worse oh, than yeah. Ice. Even though yeah. Ice is technically, in all aspects, and, and by, we're all, you know, rightfully so mean, is the worst movie. Yeah. But I rather think I'd rather watch Ice again than watch Death, Death House. House. Yeah. So I was like, where, how do I, where do I stand on this? Like, I don't, I just don't know. I, where, you know, uh, so the, the last review, the one star review where he, like, I feel like you, a movie like this, 
you have to come into it with like a good sense of humor and again like it was goofy and like the editing was really bad like the when she was in the back of the truck Jeanette was in the back of the truck and it was <laughs> obvious that she was maybe not even in a moving vehicle yeah. <laughs> and the other two were in a vehicle that were moving and they just kept editing back and forth like those kind of things make me like <laughs> laugh even though because I, I don't know and it was campy and I don't know campy wasn't isn't the word but yeah I don't think I don't know I feel you though because when we watched us uh, which was the last one we did together uh, Stage Fright Yes. You liked that one. I had a really hard time, like, jumping on board with that. It was hard for me to say. So bad it's good. Yeah. Oh, man. I'm going to just. No pressure. I know, but I just, I don't know what to fucking say. Like, I really am torn with this one. I haven't been, like, been this torn in a while because it is so bad. There's so much wrong (laughs) with this movie. But at the same time, it's like, after talking about it, I was like, eh. Which one's better, this one or Slumber Party Massacre? Slumber Party Massacre. Slumber Party Massacre is definitely better, better than yeah. I would imagine this. But it's been so long since I've seen that one. But I just, I'm pretty sure we all said that was so bad it's good. Mm-hmm. And that, that, I mean, that spawned a few sequels, and uh, which I'm actually hoping to do number two coming up pretty soon. Oh, okay. um, so, fuck, I'm going to say the ending is ridiculous. It is one of the craziest, <laughs> worst endings. But that alone shouldn't <laughs> so justify bad. the whole movie. Um <laughs> If people would have actually like died legitimate deaths, it would have been better. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm so totally, like I'm gonna. I'm okay. I'm gonna say so bad. It's scary, Ooh, but I but I'm putting an asterisk by it. But is it worth watching once? Yes. Yeah. You should just for the one, just for a sheer amount of nudity in it is worth. I was gonna say but, if I, you if you need a porn. Yeah, if you want porn, if you want to hide porn like in a, a, a horror movie. But it, there's so much ridiculous, stupid, stupidity in this movie that it almost needs. You just want to see it to to uh, like fully grasp how bad this is. Right. So I'm gonna say so bad it's scary, but it's not like you shouldn't watch it all. You right. Watch it maybe just once to experience, it, and especially understand this stupid ending, and then just be done with it. You don't just move then on. Don't just watch don't it ever again. watch again. But it's, it's not so bad like it, you should avoid it at all costs. Right. Like some it's of the other movies we've done. Less than ninety minutes. I think the worst part is that it's really slow yeah. during some of those scenes where you're like, that scene, like that, like we talked about, it's just filler. Like, yeah, the, that the, the middle like there. forty minutes, like, like well, forty maybe thirty minutes or so is just. Yeah, that's why filler. I keep like referring to like it as pornography because it's like there were just these scenes that didn't need to be in there just so that Jeanette could be in her underwear or na- yeah, or or, naked in a tub, yeah, <laughs> naked in a tub. Like those those things did not need to be in there at all. Or like the scene where he's having. Alex is talking to his secretary. Like that did not no, need to be in there at all. They could have cut down on the time. Um, so fast forward through some of that shit, and then just get, definitely fast get, forward. Get to the end. And- uh, but that's another reason. I guess I'll say so bad scary because it is hard. It's really hard to find. You can only watch it on YouTube. Like yeah. so, it's not the easiest thing to find. So mm-hmm. it might not be worth it to go out and try to track this down yeah. because it's not that great. But yeah. I mean, if you do watch it once, and be done with it's it. It's free. Yeah, it is free on YouTube. So that you at least got that. All right, uh, we're rambling on this movie. This episode went a lot longer than I thought it would for this movie. We like to talk. I'm <laughs> we so do. sorry. I mean, no, it's I'm fine. Here, I, have I a just, good time. I just thought I didn't think we'd spend have actually talked this much long about this oh. movie. Not that I just. I, I was like, eh. <laughs> anyway, so uh, all right, guys, thanks for listening. I uh, appreciate it as always. Uh, we'll be back in the future with another horror movie. Uh, until then, remember to watch more horror movies and to always keep it tight. <laughs> <laughs>